Episode 18 of the MXY Show, presented by 24MX, Europe's largest e-commerce store and one-stop shop for all things motocross. First of all, thanks to our sponsors, Talon Wheels, X-Trig Triple Clamps, Liat, 20 Titanium Foot Pegs, Recluse Clutches, Atlas Braces for all their support. I'm James Burford, and alongside me is MXY editor, Lewis Phillips. You're right. I'm good. And in the studio, as always, is Rob, our producer from Jukebox Beats. So... Lewis, how are you feeling? I'm great. You? Uh, should we explain about why I'm asking you how you're feeling? Briefly, I guess. So, Lewis, uh, I had we went to we came back from Sweden, Udavala. Yep, loving life. Yep, and uh, on the plane, Lewis felt a little bit queer. You no, could not say. on a plane. I felt fine on a plane. Let's take it back to what happened. There I was, don't know what you're going on about now. So, Lewis was sat next to me on a plane. Next to him was a, a very attractive woman. Oh, Jesus. She accidentally brushed his leg. Lewis's penis got erect and snapped in his trousers. Then he got rushed to hospital from the flight from Norwegian Air, and he spent three days in in hospital recovering uh, with a penis reduction. Great story. Really enjoyed that. It's it's true. It's not. It's true. I don't know why you're telling me what's saying. It's true. It happened to me. Happened to me. Okay, so tell us what happened. Not a lot, really. Just went to hospital, and now I'm out. (laughs) So. Yeah. I got an ambulance ride out of it. Yeah. Yeah, blue lights and everything. Yeah, blue lights and everything. Yeah. So you don't want to talk about it? No, just I'm, I'm here. I think your therapist said that you need to talk about it. No, I'm all right. I'll be all right. I'm just it's a bit it's a bit tough at the moment. I'm a bit tired and that, but I'll I'll get there. 
You're only operating about 41%, you told us. Yeah, it's not good. Like, yeah. it basically, like, doing a little bit of work actually kind of writes me off a little bit, which, yeah, is, which isn't ideal. For those who are on, who are actually going on to, to mxvice.com, I apologize. Um, it's actually gone to shit since um, That's a lie. Lewis has I've been trying hard for my, I've been trying my hardest. So uh, there it is. We are a one-man company, uh, it seems. So uh, there we go. Nice to see you, though. But that's why... We didn't do Turkey, and why there wasn't a podcast last week and after Sweden, actually, because Sweden, after Sweden, I was actually in hospital, so it was physically impossible. You did have some good stories there about the people in hospital around you. Oh, dicks. Dicks everywhere. <laughs> that, that's, that was awesome for you, though, having dicks everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, I dislike those people a lot. And um, what about the guy who shit himself? Yeah, he was a, also a dick. Okay. Yeah. Not a fan of anyone in the hospital yeah. at all. Lewis um, asked for his uh, curtains to be closed um, throughout times. his stay. At all so times. no one spoke to him. Yep. No, no, no one from motocross there? No, funnily oh, enough. Okay. All right, cool. It was just pure, just, oh, the worst kind of people. The people that just chat shit nonstop. But they're probably on loads of drugs. No, the nurse even. Wow. The nurse was, like, generally, I was, when the nurse first walked in, I genuinely thought it was a patient because I was like, no way this guy's qualified. <laughs> really? Yeah. Did you mention that to him or? I filed a small complaint against him. Of course she did. Because he opened my curtains and I didn't want my curtains open. <laughs> so I called someone else over and explained that. I'm not really sure what, not really sure what he's playing at. You have issues. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so we've had a crack in August. Um, imagine, with... imagine if, low-key, we don't realise that the nurse at our hospital actually like, listens to this and I didn't realise at the time and he didn't realise that... Yeah, like, and now what's he going to think of you? But no, but he what still wouldn't dick. know that it was me, but still, Matt, like that... Obviously, well, that is now. Obviously, no, because... Well, he would do, because you've just announced that you put a complaint against him. Based on what an absolute idiot he was, I'm guessing he gets quite a few complaints. Right. Okay. Yeah, so you're back to full health? I'm full health. I'm not dying anymore. Okay, that's good. I, I don't know when I'm going to get back to normal. Right. Maybe this is normal. I don't really know. Yeah. I've not really seen any difference, to I'm be honest. I'm just very tired. Yeah. Yeah, it's like burning, what they say, burning the candle at both ends. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you've got. Yeah. So if you're going to go out to all these clubs late at night, dancing, all these hot, sweaty men, and then trying to work all day, this is what's going to happen. Okay. But I'm here. Yeah. I'm still standing. Weekend? Weekend. Let's talk about oh, it. Oh, okay. So know. our horrific month continued because <laughs> uh, not only did we have all our equipment stolen, Len Lewis ended up in hospital. <laughs> then we couldn't get to a GP because all our passports had been stolen. So we're not all of well, ours. My, I was the only person who didn't get my passport stolen. And then I couldn't get to the GP because I was in hospital. He was in hospital. So, um, yeah, so basically MX Vice was, was down and out. So, basically, uh, we need your love. <laughs> So when was the last time we missed two back-to-back -back GPs? Well, we haven't missed two yet. Oh, so this is the, that was the first time? No, we haven't yet. As in, oh, but we're not going to China. So no. when was the last time that this happened? Is it 2014? Never. Yeah, 14 when we weren't doing GPs. Wow. I'm sad. Yeah. I'm just thinking of the savings. Well, I probably could go to China now, maybe. Actually, I don't know. I think it would kill me a little no, bit. No, you haven't got a visa. No, but I mean, if that wasn't a problem, that's what I'm getting to. I could consider going to China. It probably wouldn't be a good idea because it, it would probably put me back in hospital. I don't think they do cheeseburgers or chips. But anyway, the reason why I now can't go to China is because uh, the visa situation for China is an absolute nightmare. I literally have probably put 48 hours this year into applying for visas. Like, you have to do a timetable of like, uh, on Thursday at 4pm, I will be interviewing Jeffrey Herlins and then send that to the embassy so they can see what you're actually doing in China. Yeah. So I, I jumped through all these hoops, uh, fun times, and then the Monday, no, the Tuesday, 
before I went to hospital, which was a Wednesday, yeah. I got an email saying, hi, Lewis, uh, we've, we've approved all your documents. All you need to do now is go to the embassy in London and pick up your visa. Hooray. Like, I've done it. Uh, your appointment's this week on Thursday, or whenever it was. And I was like, thank God, finally. Yeah. I finally sorted it out. What a long road. And then I got put in hospital and missed my appointment. <laughs> <laughs> one, of the, uh, one of the funniest things you said to me yesterday when we were out for food was that I can't give you any more brain scans because they were scared about the effects radiation was having on you. No, you can't. There's so strong radiation with that that you can't have too many. That's facts. That's actually facts. That's not even a joke. Brilliant. What? That's Brilliant. facts. Yeah. It's, it, it wasn't going to hurt you. It, it, it's already, I don't know what's going on out there, but it's already, Neither do I at the it can be fixed. But like all the injured riders at the moment. We now have media down. My goal is, my goal is nations. I'll be, yeah. I'm, my, I'm working hard to be back to 100% for the nations. Okay. I've got my self focus. How silly season for you? Is Race Rex or anybody else been in for your services yet? Or are they just realized that actually... Uh, you can't cut it, and that you really are a part-time media person now. This is a this is a bit of a hit for me. I'm not going to lie; it's not really good for my reputation because no, I like to be at every race. Yeah, I do like I do. It does like genuinely. Saturday, I was kind of okay with it, and Sunday morning, I was not in a good place. Well, that... I was like mad, sad, angry. My head was going mental, and then, funnily enough, Sunday night, I felt really, really ill again, and was considering going back to hospital. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not even a joke either. So, so basically, you're suffering with um, with stress. So, you've, every time you get stressed, well, you need to go to hospital. <laughs> but this is like, is like a daily stress, it's like daily occurrence. Now. Okay, but yeah, hi, yeah. So that that's uh, welcome to the Lewis so hour. I, and I was sad to miss Turkey because it's my top three favorite GPs of the year. And why is that? It's just a good event. Yeah, but why? What separates Turkey from some place which is amazing, like Imola? <laughs> Imola is not on my bucket Fuck Imola. If you're British and you're going to Imola, just wrap yourself in some padding or something. Just take take a bit of extra precaution. Yeah, we're not going there next year. If if, if, if that pops up on the calendar, I'm out. We're out. Well, I hear there could be changes to the calendar. Well, let's talk about it. No, I can't. I've been told because I got told by a nice person who shouldn't have told me what he knows. Oh, okay. And he told me, please keep this to yourself. But... At Assen, there will be an announcement about a race next year that will get that no doubt every single fan in the world will universally agree that we are very happy with that. Yeah, it's very, very good. We could give a clue. No. Okay. Um, I think everyone can probably, like, I think even that's enough of a clue. Okay. Like, there's pretty much only, I can think, I, pr- I think most people will immediately think of yeah. what I'm thinking of or what I know. Okay. Um, but yeah, tur- I like Turkey. Um, obviously, I wasn't there this weekend, but last year was, I got a full experience of it. It's just cool vibes. Like if I was rec- if a if a fan was like yeah I've got um a family and they're not really interested in motocross and I really need to combine a holiday for them with me going to motocross what would you recommend I'd say Turkey America oh yeah that's good yeah but that's not a GP no but yeah I'd say Turkey because it's like the track's like built in a I don't know what you'd call it not a holiday resort it's like almost the Vegas Strip but the Turkish version. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you are selling this to me. <laughs> right, okay, no. carry on. There's like this rat, there's just this one road, yeah. really, in the middle of nowhere. Sounds great. That's got five-star hotels all down it, shopping outlets, malls, McDonald's. And it's like, I guess it's a holiday complex resort thing. Like, but there's multiple hotels, multiple malls. So yeah. hang on, where's the track? Like, just behind it. Like, it's a, it's an Affion sports complex. Like, there's a football stadium or something there as well and like there's all kinds of stuff there so what are they doing they bring in the mud in 
No, it's a dirt turkey, so it's like deserty dirt. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't have known that. But yeah. it's really... Turkey's got dirt. Yeah, Turkey. they have dirt in Turkey. Yeah. It's not just a British thing. Um, no, that's... um. So it's not It's not like what everybody was saying, like when we go to Indonesia and it's in the car park, it is actual field, well, which even, is behind... Well, even Indonesia was soil. That wasn't built on... See, that you've just um, highlighted an important issue. You didn't go to Indonesia, so you've just formed an opinion off of hearsay. No, Facebook is true. But <laughs> the Indonesia race, A, it wasn't in the hotel car park, and B, it was actually built on dirt. There are these countries don't have and groups on Facebook which talk about this from people who know. These countries don't have like in the same way that here, or you'd have like buildings, yeah, and around the buildings you'd have tarmac, yeah. They have buildings, yeah, and they're kind of just like built buildings and nothing else. Right, like, we'll put a building in this random spot, yeah, and which just means there's a rural area around it. Okay, nice. Thanks for that little yeah. breakdown of Turkey. So anybody who's looking for a holiday, <laughs> give Lewis a call. He'll hook you up. No, it is a good event. I, I just think it's a shame that... Because, and to be fair, I've t- I text a lot of riders on Sunday night. I basically copy and pasted the same text, which was basically... Oh, good to put effort in, 41%. Thank you. <laughs> I basically put, honestly, what did you think of the track? And every rider said it's actually really good. Wow. A lot of lines, prep was good. Uh, okay. I just want to mention that I have not actually seen any racing from Turkey. Okay, that's good. You probably should have told me that before. That's why I'd have a little, little nugget of info for you. Have you watched the highlights? Nope. <laughs> I ain't got a fucking clue what went on. <laughs> Do you know who won? Uh, Jeffrey Owens. Okay. Yeah. Who finished? Who was, uh, give us the top three in MXGP overall. Oh, bollocks. I'm going to go Hurlins. Yep. Coldenhoff. Yep. Ooh. Tonus. No. And that proves that proves that you don't. What the f- Rob? You just fuck say Rob. Um, you you don't. That proves that you don't know because you've just plucked a random name out. Because well, no, Rob was mouthing um, me, but obviously Tonus had probably his worst weekend since Trentino. Oh wow, yeah, that's not good for Team Switzerland. No. Okay, I, I guess just where everything was happening, I just I kind of I'm just very anti. <laughs> yeah, it really it must be really tough for you being in hospital and having your equipment stolen. <laughs> You're such a dick, honestly. You, none of you go through this. I have to deal with all the shit. Yes, I know. I'm joking. Yeah. Joke. So but it's, you, it's been a horrific month for you, me. Although you didn't really have to deal with me being in hospital. Well, I did. I was t- texting your mum every day. We have to like console each other. Just seeing if I was we know alive. what the aftermath's going to be. What? Well, when you get out of hospital, oh. it's fine when you're in there and you're getting nurses and people looking after you, but it's when you get out. That's when we, the therapy we need. Okay. But yeah, I like turkey. It seems that the two-stroke class didn't like Turkey. Yeah, but this is what I feel. I feel a bit sad about this because, as we know, you don't need I, to. You don't need to invite people to criticize things. Yeah, but however, I would just like to put out there that was it three people, four people, four people. There Six. was there was Kras. Yeah, forget the locals. Kras Anderson, Lakopi, and Gallerini. It's, it's, it's actually a. It's actually an I at the start of his name, not an L. Um, what it is, is Iacopi or something. Iacopi. Not Lacopi. <laughs> it's, it's not a French town. I'm not really keen about doing the show with you anymore. No, um, but, no but this is what... But I'm what gonna... I'm saying, like, as much as you have got to be... You yeah. know, we like what Ustream's doing, and we like the World Championship. That's, we, know, we, we, we say that. However, there are certain aspects which need to be improved. Like four people turning up to a two-stroke race for the freaking European Championship or whatever. It's, it's just an embarrassment. Um, yeah, but you'll forget, you're not, if you let me finish. I think Turkey... I don't a, even know how you've even got a backup for no, this. You've just got to put your hands no, up and say, you, four people turning up for a race let me finish. is not fucking cool. Um, it's, 
a shame because I feel like Turkey is a fine is a good race and it's a fine yeah, race. But, and last year, you're not even let me. Are you gonna let me finish my point? Uh, you, you, your point is not valid no. to my point. I mean, I'm, I'm basically actually saying making the same. I'm actually making the same point, okay, but you're not letting me finish. They've got a two-stroke series, okay, because it's more affordable and it gives people the okay. opportunity. That's not. I don't think they're making a two-stroke series just because it's affordable. Well, it's more affordable to run the bikes rather than you know all the tuning and everything else. But, so basically, they've got a two-stroke series to give these people an opportunity, but they've got to travel to Turkey. And let's not forget Russia. You forget? Can you let me finish? Yeah, go on then. I think it's a shame because I think Turkey is a good event and I don't think anyone has a reason to complain about it. But as we know, you don't have to invite people to criticise it. You give them an inch and that's it. They'll run with it. And by bringing the EMX to T-Class to Turkey, that opened the floodgates where all there was was negativity about Turkey. But do you so think they should had have... they not done that and had, like last year, there not been any support classes, which I presume is the way it will now go in the future, no one would have complained and everyone would have been like, oh yeah, good yeah. little race. But do you think that rather than sending a two-stroke class to Turkey, they should have sent the EMX 250? No. Knowing that all the 250, EMX 250 riders would have gone. No, because I don't think, I think that's a bigger, I think that's a bigger risk because there's more investment in 250s as far as T EMX 250 teams have trucks. It was treated as a flyaway this year compared to last year where everyone took trucks because last year it was straight after Bulgaria, so it kind of mapped out nicely. But there were teams what literally travelled from Sweden and drove all the way down to Turkey. One team. Only DRT took their truck. And oh, that was, was it? And that was because Duncan was going to win the title. Right, okay. I think Kawasaki asked them to have their truck there for that. Right, okay. So everyone else, because the crates, the crates basically went Belgium, Turkey, China. Right. I presume, I don't know, but if, Tur if China didn't immediately follow Turkey, I presume people would have taken their trucks again. Okay. But maybe not. But you can't have a 40, like... Adding a 40 man EMX 250 class onto that and all of those riders crating up their bikes, that's not going to happen, is it? No. And it's just going to make it, it would make it a logistical nightmare because then you've got somehow take 40 extra crates if at least, because there could, who knows, there could be 100 EMX 250 riders. So we're, we're pretty, you do agree that that was a mistake? I just, I, well, can you answer something for me? I can answer you anything as I, long as you can, if you can agree with me that yeah, I don't, four I, people turning up. For a two-stroke race. I think it's actually kind of insane as well that so many two-stroke riders committed to going to Russia but not Turkey. Because as far as I know, that's a lot harder. Well, actually, but saying on the two-stroke like, thing, but, but, actually, actually, look that's at a good what point. happened to the British championship thingy. Oh, wow. No, but th that was, everybody was calling for a two-stroke um, championship in two-stroke race, yeah, and they I, didn't support it. So... Uh, where are they, all these two-stroke riders? Well, I think if you you could say, why was a EMX 2T taken to Turkey? Can I just say that I've got a two-stroke? Okay, you could say why was it taken? So one, two, you could five. say why it was taken to Turkey, and I would presume that the answer is we looked at Russia as a test. We took it to Russia, and there's good lineups each year, and that's harder to get to and more of a logistical nightmare. So we thought it would be supported, but I, next year they've got the EMX Open class, that new one, and WMX in Turkey, and I would presume that. Um, I presume that they'll cut the support classes, but then maybe not because WMX had all of the regulars there at least. Well, I'm just seeing. That. I'm not. I'm just, I need to talk to someone about the EMX Open class as well because I feel like it needs to be explained a bit better. The EMX Open class. Yeah, yeah. I don't really know what's going on. Well, that's not surprising. I'm just looking at lap times to see if I can get my 125 uh, into the championship next year, but I don't think I'm going to be within the, the the time. So I'm probably going to not enter next year. Anyway, should we move on from, from that and talk about some racing? Let's do it. What happened? <laughs>
Oh, upsets me a little bit. Well, Herlins is back. Yep. Bat of a bang. We're not really surprised. Although, no. I will say, it was impressive, A, how much of an improvement he can make in two weeks. And he looks different. Yeah, but was it only a week? Literally a week ago, was it the uh, was it German race? Yeah, but I'm talking about since everyone last saw him at a GP. Okay, sorry. Um, and even, but even so, at the, at the ADAC round, he lost to Jonas in both motos. And this weekend, he handled Jonas and everyone else. What was I saying? Is it, yeah, I'm surprised how much of a difference there is, even like in his face and everything. Like, the two weeks of training and everything, clearly he's had an impact. What, are you trying to say that he was a little bit chubby in... No. Uh, you are? No, what, you can just see, What are you trying to say then? Huh? In his face? No, you can just... <laughs> so basically... <laughs> what? Basically, you just said that... Uh, no, in, not at all. Yes, you are. You're saying in Sweden, Herlin's come back and was a little bit chubby. No, I just thought he looked more like Herlin's from last year, which was the... And I guess that's what happens, because now he's kind of all clear to... What, so... Okay, so you, you're Because when you think about it, he was only... Clear. So what was it in his face? Was it more determined? No. <laughs> I don't know what you're trying... I don't know what I'm trying to say now as well. I just felt like... <laughs> okay, yeah, he, sorry. Um, actually, I got some quotes from Herlins and he said it himself. What's so that? He said he's now back to his proper training regime and he, he can even see like the difference from Sweden is astronomical. Ah, okay. So you're laughing at my point when I'm trying to give some insight to people. I'm not laughing at your point, I'm just laughing at the fact that you said uh, his, you could see it in his face. You could, just see it. you could just see a difference. Yeah. But uh, I don't think it's a surprise that he won. Obviously we all knew it was on the cards after Udavala. Yeah. It was almost like a little taste of what we've been missing out on because his last lap pass on Koldenoff was quite sick. And it was like, ah. Oh, this is what we could have had all year. Yeah. But it was quite clear that he had everything he needed to win because he would, rather than Sweden, which was kind of like a hit and hope type thing, he kind of played the game a little bit and held back. And, like, and I think he's well on track for Assen, which is good. Okay. Well, if he can win around Turkey, imagine if Turkey was sand. You'd presume he would have wiped the floor of everyone. So, Yeah. Okay. Nice. Thanks for that little yeah. overview. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Wow. I feel like I'm really having to do a one-man show here and it's quite difficult for me. <laughs> well, it's always difficult when we're not actually the event. No, I, I've spoken to quite a few people. Well, how, I should do my job. No, that's good. That's great that you've you, you done your job, but how was um, the MXGP commentary and also the, the show the weekend? Because I'm guessing that you watched it to, to view the racing. What, what was your thoughts on it? Well, first of all, I tried finding it on TV and then I remembered that it's not on TV. Because <laughs> yeah, that's was, your first mistake. Because I was like, oh, that's, this is good. I'll, I'll have it on the TV and then I'll type on my laptop. Yeah. And then I was like, where is it? And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, now I remember everyone's comments all through the year. Yeah. But that was only, the only reason I was looking was that for, for convenience with my work. Yep. But yeah, it was all right. It was, as far as what it is, it was... Did the job, didn't it? So being at the race and watching... Oh, no, I, get, I obviously see a lot more of the race. Sure. So, so what else? I, I realised... So, so when people are at home and are commenting about GPs and stuff like that, now you've, been, you, you've watched TV and you've watched a race compared to you being at GP. What's the difference? I realised the value a little bit. I, I, I realised the value of some of the things I do. Mm -hmm. And I realised that I kind, of, I kind of immediately came up with a couple of ideas for next year that would be really easy to do. But I was like, fuck, that would be... If I... Like, like right now, I wish someone would do that. Okay. So... I've got a few things. That I'm, a bit, I'm just a bit disappointed that I can't add these things until March next year. Okay. Because it'd be quite nice if I could get to China to implement my ideas. Yeah, they're not going to let you in. No, can't get that visa. No. Not now, because uh, there's a rule with the, with the journalist visa. You have to get it within 15 days of your journey, yep. which is why I had to do it the week I was in hospital. But then also, you have to give your passport over for four days. So 
It just doesn't work. It's impossible. I can see the disappointment on your face. Yeah, just you wait till Sunday. <laughs> and when I have to wake up at 3 a.m. as well. <laughs> so anything else you want to talk about? I, I feel like there's not much to say about Herlins purely because it's back, it's business as usual. Okay. This is it now. We're back to normal. This is what's going to happen. Yeah, we're back to Herlins being... And also, I almost feel like this is an interesting point for him to come back at. It's raising a lot of questions and it's opening the door for people to bench race quite a lot about the year as a whole. Because where would Herlins have been all year? Uh, I realise it's irrelevant because you've got to stay healthy, but it's like, would we have just seen... Because like I've said... So, bit... so hang on, let's say all the riders were back. No one's injured. Who do you think the top three would have been at the end of the year? Well, Herlins, Crowley and Geyser. That's not hard. But in what order? I don't know. Well, I think Herlins would have won. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. The Geyser, Crowley things are still a bit of an unanswered question, I think. Just because of the way well, Geyser's Crowley... performed without the well, Geyser? No, because Crowley killed everyone at the... Um start of the year, and then in the four rounds before he got injured, Geyser killed Crowley. So like, it was kind of like a pendulum. Like, it wasn't clear either way. That's what makes me excited about next year. Next year is the year when you've got the three of them, and then you add Pryor. Oh yeah, as I've said a million times, we've never actually seen Herlins and Geyser race together at full, both at full fitness on a 450. It's never happened. Yeah. By some weird thing. It's just, then add we're like We're like two years and a half in now. And even now, Herlins isn't his normal self, who knows kind of thing, but it's interesting. Mm-hmm. My mind, it hurts my mind a little bit. Okay. I want to talk about cold enough oh. because I've got a theory. Oh, is this, this is not the theory of opportunity oh. that you came up with, so this is a second theory. I've got a different theory. So you're theory. saying that your theory was wrong mm-hmm. the first time? No, I'm not, it's not wrong. I stand by that theory. All right, calm down. The door's open still. Uh, okay. I would, well, I, to fit 100, 100 quid, cold enough isn't in the top five at round one next year when everyone's back healthy. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Anybody want to take that bet with Lewis? I'd even, I would even... Do you want to open it up? I'll go top six. Yeah? Would I go top seven? Maybe not top seven, because I reckon seven, seven is kind of his place. If, is there something against? Did he sleep with your girlfriend or something? <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, that's what, that's what I feel like. Cold Enough's always better in the second half of the year. I've said this. He's always better in the second half of the year. I just, <laughs> just headbutted the mic. <laughs> Cold Enough's better. Cold, calm down. Cold Nuff's, calm, you know what the doctor said? Cold Enough's always better in the second half of the year. Okay. Combine that with his opportunist, opportunist nature, and it all works out. Because why, why, why is he always better in the second half of the year? Well, a lot of people are injured, so there's a door open there. But those two things, that, the fact he's better in the second half of the season and my theory of opportunities collide together to make him. But my theory, which I've forgotten because I've gone back to my old theory. Oh, uh, cold enough. Cold this enough, is the, the head injury, isn't it? <laughs> cold, cold enough has never won two GPs in a row. He did that, Imola in Sweden. Okay. Uh, he's now had three podiums in a row. Koldenoff's riding better than ever, would you say? Uh, he's no. never even really had three podiums in a row. I think he's been more consistent. I'm going to need you to say he's riding better than <laughs> oh, ever. Oh, yeah, he's definitely <laughs> riding better, yeah. Better he's than ever? Better than ever, yeah. Okay, this is what I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Shoot me down. <laughs> this is my theory. Okay. You could say he's riding better than ever. And I, because I, I fell into this trap, I was like, what, sat there going, wow. What, the same trap as I just fell into? No, I was sat at home going, wow, wonder why he's riding better than ever. Like, what would have led to this? Now, look at it. The riders he beat, uh, take Herlins out, but Herlins in Sweden wasn't really there. Okay. Because he wasn't Herlins. You're right. So the riders cold enough beat. He was, was he the different face? Cold enough Herlins? on Sunday beat Jonas, Geyser, Monticelli, Paul Lanz, Sewer, Van Horbeck, Strybos, Tixia, Jazakonis. Cold enough can beat all those people. Yeah. That's not, not, that's not a shock. No. 
he's expected to beat those guys. He's, okay, maybe guys are no, but when guys are crashes like he did on Sunday, sure. Uh, Paul Ann, he's slipping. Yep. And we're getting to that. Oh, oh wow. Okay. And we're getting to that. Oh. Um, <laughs> stay, stay tuned for this one. <laughs> um, yeah, he's expected to do that. Add in Herlins, who was there, obviously, so he was first. Add in Crowley, ahead. Add in, if you stack the field, right, you suddenly get normality again. Okay. So we're, you've almost got to not fall into too much of a trap about results. So is Colton off riding better than ever? Maybe. But I just don't know how I feel. Don't know where. I don't, know, I don't want to put a label on it. Okay, mate. Don't you put a label on it. Yeah. Just breathe. Yeah. Okay, breathe. It's all right. Okay. We don't want the ambulance here. So, yeah. That's, that's, I'm just not sure how I label that. And similarly, similarly. <laughs> yeah, this is going so well for you. <laughs> similarly. Yep. Similarly? Similarly. Yep. Similarly. We kind of know what you're trying to get at. So, uh... <laughs> similarly, Jonas's season, I feel like most people would go, meh, wouldn't you? Jonas. Yeah, his rookie season. Yeah. Nah, it's been good. <laughs> you would say, meh. Oh, yeah, yeah, meh. <laughs> <laughs> He's had three podiums now. Sue had zero last year. So if you compare, again, if you compare that, maybe we should be giving Jonas more credit. So well, basically, what I've said is maybe we should take some of this credit off a of cold off <laughs> and just put it on Jonas. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know what you're trying to do, but. Uh, this has had a very good year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's actually had a better of a year than most realise. And I, whenever I get to this part of the year... So, so basically you're saying Jonas had a great year, but he's not getting the credit, yeah. which he should. Yeah, and, and I agree. At this point in the year, I always, have, I always say the same thing. And I'm always like, wow, it almost feels like we've had two seasons. Because at this point, the first half almost seems like it was another season ago. Because so much has changed. I've got to be honest. When you look back at Argentina with where we were in, 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 at the start of the year in, in riders and stuff like that and where we are now, it's, it's, it is like having, it's like it's been two separate years. Yeah. Because of that, I think people forget that Jonas got on a bike three, four weeks before Argentina and came in massively behind the eight ball. Yeah. So had he started full fitness, would there have been six podiums? Yeah. I feel like when it comes to previewing next year, maybe we should get a bit more excited about Jonas. Yeah. Not a contender yet. Top five. For points. Yeah, yeah, that's what Sewer's goal was this year. Yeah, Jonas will be in Sewer's position next year as far as sophomore goes. So mm-hmm. I think that's obtainable. But actually, another interesting one. Got a lot to say. In- <laughs> wow. Yeah, you <laughs> well, cracked to on. To be honest, you haven't got you haven't got anything. Well, to offer, some so. of us uh, haven't been led up in hospital and just you know relaxing. So <laughs> others, some of some of us have just been working. Well, so. for the first time, because I couldn't work. Yeah. For the first time in my life, I did something. And I'm not sure if other people are caught You watched TV, didn't you? I watched a Netflix series. I'm yeah. not sure if anyone's done this before. Yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> but once you, wa- once you start watching a Netflix series, it's quite hard to stop. It's called binge watching. I know, and I've, ne- I've never done it before. <laughs> it's just like Lewis went into hospital and he's like found himself. <laughs> so if anyone wants to talk about power, please. Yeah. But don't talk about season five or six yet because I'm not there. Yeah. Interestingly, I was looking at the points. Yeah. Where, where's Jonas in the points? Off the top of your head. Uh, Jonas in points, I would say, is Sith. For fuck's sake. Have you got it in front of you? No. <laughs> I've just got it. <laughs> what? He's sick. <laughs> <laughs> you basically just shit all over everyone, every point. I don't even need to go to but, GPs no, but I don't or think, even watch them. I don't think anyone would think he's sick, would they? Yeah, obviously somebody who hasn't, doesn't watch GPs or... Go- would you say that Jonas is ahead of Van Horbeek? Uh, yeah. And similarly... <laughs> So <laughs> oh my god! No, so yeah. I'll, I'll let I'll let you talk now. But I don't think people would realise he's sixth in points either. 
And also... But Van Horbeek had a very good start to the year. I want to talk about Van Horbeek later on. Okay. But you go. I don't need to. Um, No, because you you give a point now. (laughs) No, it's just like a lot of these riders started well and then they seem to have faded out. And lots of things, niggles of injuries, the team, the bikes, blah, 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 blah. All these little, you know, little things which uh, chip away mentally at some of the riders and they're not performing like they were in the first half of the season. Yeah, but then I think it's uh, you know it's credit to to people like Jonas who have good team, good people around them. He seems to be pretty grounded. He's he's got his goals and targets which he's trying to to meet and work towards, and definitely great potential. Okay, so Sewer's second in the points, and we're pretty sorry, I got a bit choked up there. Okay, so he just deserves it so much. <laughs> <laughs> It works just so when hard. I, just when I think there's a little bit of normality with you watching a Netflix series, and then and then you start getting emotional. I'm joking. Over a frog in my throat. You, um, you know. So Sue 43 points up on Paul Ann. Yeah, he's going to finish second in the series. He's not going to lose 43 points to Paul Ann this weekend. See, see now, if you said to me Paul Ann's third in the points, that would be surprising. What? What? F off! <laughs> you thought he'd win a race this year. Yeah, but given the way he's performed this year, to say that he's third now, it's, it's not like we've been celebrating, you know, uh, his greatness and podiums and everything else throughout the year to be third in the points. That's a fair um, yeah. assumption. Well, would this you, is what I was saying. Sue so, so is second in points. That's going to happen. He's not losing 43 points to Paul Ann at one round. And if I've jinxed him, then I'm sorry. Because he wow. deserves second in the points. Wow. I don't think you should comment on things like this. <laughs> we know what happens. I am on. I am slightly cursed at the moment. Yeah. Um, I got a speeding fine through yesterday from Latvia. How long ago was Latvia? <laughs> like how the hell was that just randomly appeared? I, st- I still got speeding fines from Germany. I got a pay. Um, so Paul Ann is now eleven points up on Koldenov. Okay. That is not a good look for Paul Ann. No. There's no way, no way Koldenov should be that close to him in the points, especially considering the fact that Koldenov came in behind where we should be really at the halfway point of the year, I was saying this is not a good look for him at all. This has been a bad year. Yeah. I, I don't even understand how that's happened. But then I did a bit of research on this. And he started listening to the podcast show with you throwing him under the bus? Who? Cold not. I'm not throwing him under the bus. Okay. This is actually, I'm throwing Paul Ann under the bus. <laughs> oh, sorry. We're on, okay, please, we're understand, on please understand. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> Are you driving this bus? <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, I would look at it like that, and that's my opinion, but then when I go back to the halfway point of the year, which I did, Paul Ann was 60 points ahead of Coldenoff. And, eh, 60 points? Yeah, okay, I could see, if I like, if you look at it like that, I could see Coldenoff closing in 60 points in the second half of the year. Mm-hmm. But in reality, with Paul Ann, his clout and what he's paid to do, yep. he shouldn't even be in that conversation. Okay. But um, yeah, I think it's, I don't know. Basically, what I'm trying, what I'm leading to here is at the beginning of the year, we bet on this show that Paul Ann would win a race this year. You were confident. I oh, still want to bring this I up. Said, okay. I said that he wouldn't. And okay, there's one more race to go, but I'm feeling pretty confident. <laughs> but I'm right. You know that if he does win, then it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's not going to win. No, I know. Okay, well, let's, uh, let's go for a little break. Uh, let's listen to our advertisers, and then we'll be back in fight. The MX5 For everything in the world of motocross, head to mxvice.com, at Motocross Vice on Twitter, and search MX Vice on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. All content is now available in Spanish and Italian. The MX5 So, thank you to 24MX as always. It gives us the opportunity to be able to do this show, which is um, really, really cool. Uh, what deals have they got on this week, Lewis? 
Uh, that's an interesting question that you ask, and one that's um, you don't very know the answer interesting. to. Just <laughs> <give me that. laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting because okay. um, uh, is it twenty fuel drugs? Is no. it pro where it stands? There's a lot of products that would. Look, there's a lot of options for deals. That's true. What you're saying. Okay, I know there's up to sixty percent off Fox clothing at the moment. And at the moment, the deal is a ProWorks quick load transport system. Ooh, is that a hundred and twenty pound down to sixty? No, forty nine pounds. Oh, what was it previously? <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. But, oh, one hundred and four. One hundred and four. That's forty nine. Yeah. But that deal is applicable in Europe as well. They're actually really good. I, I'm actually surprised because I put this on our Facebook once, and I don't. I didn't really understand what it was. And the amount of people that went mental over it, like, like Jesus, this is exactly what I need. Yeah, they're, at, they're really, really good. Mate, look at this. And I was like, Jesus, like, this is clearly something that's quite, yeah. as a retired rider, obviously, I don't really know. But. Yeah, so for those, uh, for those people who listen to uh, the show, if there's one way that you can support us, it's obviously, um, wow, my finger looks bent, doesn't it? Yeah. Look at the end of it. That's one way to support us. And just, I've never just, seen that. Just let people know. Tag, tag. That one's not like it, but that okay. one is. Okay, look at that. Yep, right stop. at the end. The hell did I do Just that? tag 24 mx in. Tag one. MX Vice in. Oh, fucking bent finger. And that's that's how you support us. Okay, I'm going to just keep talking over you. I can't remember where I broke that one, but oh my God, it's like going in a different direction. Tonus? I might take a photo and put it online so everybody can see my bent finger. Okay, do it quietly. Okay, right, carry on talking. Actually, you want to know who we've kind of just completely... No, not you're not putting me in a photo. Okay. Do you want to know who we've completely kind of brushed over? Uh, Tommy Sorrell? No, we're world champion. <laughs> I wonder if winning the championship has like changed him a bit because we seem to be back to like a few more crashes than we saw. Like he's not the he's not the solid rock that he was in the middle part of the year. Yeah, and I'm not really sure why. Different visor. That has nothing to do with anything. Okay. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I don't really know why we're back to that. And the only theory I could possibly come up with is. He's won the championship and maybe now he's not as like, can't fuck up, can't fuck up, can't fuck up. But I guess there was only one, I guess Sweden was fine. So there was only one weekend of crashes. But interestingly as well, since Indonesia, he's won one moto. Yeah, it's not been good. I'm just a, a It's not, not been good. That's strong. But who, how many people would have thought that since we got back from Indonesia, he's only won one moto and one overall, which came via a 2-2. But there again, he's world champion. Does he really need to do anything else? Yeah, it's overanalyzing it a bit, but... I yeah. think that's just. I think that's just surprising. Give him a break. He's world champion. I just think it's surprising. I just He's think done the job. I think people will hear He's that. Just trying to survive. Yeah, but I think people will hear that and go, "Oh, really?" Like, because even I, every time I think about it, I'm like, "Really?" The only whenever I think of guys now, I just think of his dad swooping in on a chopper. Did we even tell that story? I don't know, but keep telling it because it just makes me just basically smile. Um, when guys are won a championship at Imola, his dad wasn't there until Moto One on Sunday, and he landed on the start straight like an hour before Moto1 in, a, in his helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but tell, say about the, what, what was on the... It's, it's I didn't actually, see it. Supposedly it's got the 243 on the helicopter. Oh yeah, it? it's all like yellow and everything. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. That got people talking. Yeah. Okay, we'll so, leave guys alone then. What did you do last week? Oh, bought a chopper. Um, and then not only did I buy a chopper, but uh, got it wrapped. What did you get it wrapped in? Not going to believe it. Yellow with a 243. I was concerned when Sua crashed in the second race because A, I thought his custom helmet might be scratched, but luckily it seems that's okay. And also, I've been monitoring his streak of consistency. Yep. He hasn't been outside of the top 10 since, uh, since the second moto in Trentino. And I thought that was going to kill the streak, but he kept it going. One thing I was going to ask you is, what's the update on Max Anstey? Because uh, he was in hospital. Was he we'll we'll, talk, we'll hosp- talk about that later when we do Nation stuff. Because oh, that's, a, that's a whole nother kettle of fish, isn't it? 
All right. But he's out. Just ask him. Okay, that's fine. Ask him for a friend. Okay, that's fine. All right, calm down. Oh, so protective. Uh, Monticelli's quite good now. Yep. He seems to have got over his concussion. Fifth and we spoke to the doctors in Sweden. We, no, we did. Uh, I did. No, we, that was in Italy. We've, t- we've spoken about that. No, I spoke to the doctors again in Sweden and said, why is he wrong? Oh, no, you did that on a Saturday podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. So, he um, seems to have recovered. <laughs> Brilliant, thanks, sir. Yeah, there we go. And what I was going to say about Van Horbeck is this is a very Van Horbeck season. Okay. I don't know if you remember, but as I, after his podium in Argentina, I said, this is what he does. He always starts the year strong. He always gets on a podium at flyaway races at the start of the year, and then it kind of trickles downwards. This is kind of exactly what we've said. It's fine. It's a good season for him. Yeah. But it's weird how normal it's been. Like, it's, it's weird how so many seasons can follow the same pattern for no real reason as well. Oh, yeah. Okay. But that's uh, an interesting one that I thought of. Very good. Strybos ninth. I'm actually quite impressed. I'm not going to lie. Like, okay. he's, he's kind of pulled his finger out a bit. End of the season, his contract. True, but I still, this is like four top 10 finishes in a row now, I think. Like, four? Well, he was 11th in Moto 1, so that's not top 10. I thought it was only two. No, overall, I'm talking Motos. Oh, okay. I thought it was just Sweden and uh, yeah. he's Turkey. Got, he's got 9 9 11 9. That's, I feel like, for Strybos. Oh, as in four races. Yeah, Sorry, motos. I thought you meant as in four GPs. No, that's, I think you can't ask for much more than Strybos, from Strybos. No. And close to your heart, I feel like he's making JWR look pretty good right now. Yeah, good. Yeah, it's just nice to see a bit of positivity. They've had a real tough year. Even Imola, he went 11-12. Yeah. So that's six good... Like, I, don't yeah. think, I don't think you can ask that anything more. And truthfully, that's what I thought he'd do all year. Well, Even with a stacked field. Interestingly, like, regarding... They're, they're a new team. This is their first year. And not only is their first year, they've run three riders, which is... We, uh, we know. Yeah, you brought this up. You brought this up quite a few times. So I think what's interesting is, um, you know, for a new team, and you know, with the expectations of a, a new team, and you know, shit doesn't work and all that sort of stuff. But they've had some, you know, maybe you've been a bit harsh because I think they've actually had um, some decent, decent results. I mean, goal showed some um, promise. I, I'm not being harsh. I just said I thought that Strybos would be able to do 11, 9, 10 all year. I didn't even mention a team. But do do you think he, he he's capable of that now? Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's why, that's why I said it. Okay. I think I would have, if you'd said what would Strybos do this year, I would have said 13th, 12th, 11th, 10th. Okay. What do you think he's going to do next year? I don't know. I don't know what bike he's going to be on. No, no, but where, if he came back racing next year, where would you see him? 15, 14, 13, 12. Okay. Uh, where would you well, actually, see... I don't know. We're adding eight MX2 riders. What about Van Horbeek? Where would you see him coming next year? 8, 9, 10, 11. Okay. And how much would you spend on an 8, 9, 10 rider? I don't know. Mm. You leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> now, these are the interesting things what must be going through um, a lot of teams' thought process. We actually have a question in the questions segment about JWR for you. Oh, God. So that's something for you to look forward to. Okay, yeah, I'll try um, my best to answer. Close to your heart. Yep. Strybos is 21st in the points at the moment. Yeah, he can't make 20th. He can. Really? He just needs to gain 21 points on Lupino. Yeah. In China. Yeah. Um, Strybos is 21st in the points. 10 points ahead of Herlins, who finishes higher at the end of the season. Herlins. Oh. Yeah. That must have hurt you. Well, no, it's just being realistic now. Herlins on fire at the moment. What, literally? Yeah. Oh. Tixia is turning good, but then I don't really feel like this means much for us. You really don't give Tixia the credit he deserves. Really? Yeah. I think you're quite harsh on him. He's put in some, some good rides this Tixier's year. I just said Tixia's turning good. That's not very nice, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> 
No, it's basically he's been pretty shit all year, and now it's nice for him to turn up. That's no, basically what you just said. He's been all right. Like, I think he's, you know, he's been similar to Strybos since Lomo. He's been all right. The same kind of results as Strybos. Do you not think Tixio should be ahead of Strybos? He's got factory support. Yeah, I think he should be ahead of, of Strybos. Right. Yeah. So yeah, but it depends on how much factory support you, you, you say. He's, he's got. You say factory support, but you, when you start to speak to the riders and the teams and, and everything else, you notice, like, I know you have an expectation of what a rider should do on, on paper, but there's so many different things going on, to so many different variables that you have to get in a line, all working at the same thing to get that, that person and that te- on that team running. Interestingly, in the past, some riders have got factory support and realized that it's not always cracked up to be. Because when you have a shred of factory support, there's a lot, of, there's a lot more... Hoops to jump through when you well, want you to make can't, changes. You in can't take, and stuff. make any changes to the engine, so exactly. you can't take the engine apart, right? Exactly, and then yeah. suddenly it all becomes a little more difficult. And some riders have begged for factory support in the past, got it, and then gone, ah, shit, it's not really what. Yeah. yeah, I kind of wish I could just go back now because this is turning into a bit of a nightmare. Yeah. yeah, I won't give away names, okay, or brands. But... One thing, uh, do you think? What one thing was worrying is Simpson going into the nations. Like, we'll talk about the nations in a bit. <laughs> okay, but again, a 50, was it 15, 16? It was a 15, 16. That's worrying. Okay. I think, I don't think there's any. Yeah, but he, he's got to be kind of thinking, like, how old is he now? I don't know. 30? Yeah, he's over 30, I think. No, but, I think. But he must be kind of like thinking, you know, I haven't got too many seasons at this level and on a team that's producing a 15th and a 16th. And he, say, he seems to be struggling with the bike. Yeah, we said on social media that it's bike set up. Mm. But then this is bike set up. On hard pack, Aston's a completely different story. Okay, um, Jazakonis isn't really has slipped a bit, which makes me hard. It's hard for me to say as a leader of the AJ fan club. Well, he's had a rough ride this year because first you started off the year throwing him under the bus and shit talking him. That's then you went on to the AJ wagon. I had to. Yeah, so you went on to. <laughs> he was going to punch me. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Uh, you went on to the AJ wagon, and then basically you've now just thrown him off the bus. He's not going to get on the podium this year, which is a surprise. Considering, you've got to remember, when the field was stacked, he, um, he was 4 5 rule like three times. He was fourth in the championship early on. The bar was set at that point. Yeah. And actually, I said it to him. I said, I'm surprised that you managed to get fourth overall with Geyser, Crowley, and DeSalle in the field. Then you take Crowley and DeSalle out, and you've actually gone backwards. <laughs> he must really enjoy speaking to you. <laughs> I, he, I was just like, you're like a motivational force on your post race podcast. <laughs> no, that wasn't post race podcast. That was a just that was just a oh a little discussion. Pick, was that a little pick me <laughs> up? Just a discussion through race day. Yeah, I was just oh. having a nice. Yeah, I mean, it's, how how are you getting on? Yeah, yeah, fine. It's, uh, it's a bit of a struggle out there. Well, interesting you say bit of a struggle because. Um, yeah, I've just been looking at your stats and uh, yeah, you uh, no, probably should be second right now. No, so he, he even said... Have a nice day, I'll see you later. He even said, yeah, I agree, I can't believe it. that's weird. Yeah, exactly, it? yeah. But not very motivational, mate. <laughs> I like AJ. <laughs> he, could, he, he just constantly tells me that I'm... The, he sent me a voice message <laughs> saying that the problem is that I'm a liar and I was born a liar. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even a hello. <laughs> Um, and in his accent, it was like the Terminator was fucking brilliant. I want more. I I think um, any any riders that want to uh, just send any voice messages to Lewis, I think we need to we need to we need to hear these. It might send me over the edge though. No, that's great. I like to be liked. 
No, Jazz Aconis, please, if AJ, if you're listening to this. Oh, um, he won't have a problem. Yeah, just give Lewis more shit because it just it just makes everybody else happy. Do you want to talk about MX2? Uh, two more MXGP things. One, Bogus ran top five and looks really good. I don't understand how he finished 13th overall because he was top five and looked really good. And I don't think he crashed. Okay. So I'm not really sure how that happens. If you want to look at the positives, he actually showed something for the second time this year. So that's good. Okay. And Tommy is supposedly racing China. Yeah. He had a shoulder contusion after a crashing warm-up on Sunday. Is that a graze? That's a bruise. Like okay. a heavy bruise or a bruise under the skin. or it's, it's a technical term for like a proper proper bruise or something. Okay. I I, the team said he's racing China, but for some reason I feel a bit sceptical. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe missed him to see how he's doing. Yeah. Uh, Conrad's back. MX2. I feel like we're back to the old days where you just jump around. Well, I'm bored now. Well, what else do you want to say Conrad's, about fucking MXGP? Conrad's not even doing any GPs. I'm just saying. Well, we're I talk- thought we are going on to MX2. Yeah, not MX2 British Championship. Well, you're still a GP rider, knobhead. No one cares until... I do. Not until it's time to talk about his return. No, like... Okay, what, what do you want to talk about now? MX2, let's do MX2. Do you want to talk... Okay. Oh, Comrade Muse? No. How is he applicable to Turkey or China? That he's, he's actually returned from okay. injury. Uh, we, haven't, we haven't actually done a podcast since Prado won the World Championship. Such a cock. We haven't done a podcast... Don't, don't edit this part. Cock. We haven't done a podcast since um, Prado become the world champion, but that can wait. Conrad Muse is back on a bike and not doing any GPs, but he's going to be at the British Championship. Right. Brilliant. Thanks for letting anybody know. There's a time and a place. Uh, okay. Give it 10 minutes. <laughs> like, let's just play the game a little bit. Right. Okay. Uh, so do you want to talk about the 61? Go. Um, well, it's kind of bad. There was more to talk. It's a shame that I was in hospital after Sweden because there was a lot to talk about then. Right. But now we're back to normal, so it kind okay. of makes it all... Move. Okay. Uh, do you want to talk about number 28? Okay. You jumped. Well, I thought there. you said you didn't want to... No, it's, you've put in your thing. Oh. 61. No, you asked... 28, 959, 10, 39, and 811. Your list. I had to give James... Your James, list. Five minutes before we started this, James said he, I needed to give him a list of things I wanted to talk about, so I just randomly chucked some numbers in there. But I missed off... Actually, I do, we, do, we should talk about Prado. Um, okay. Perfect again, absolutely perfect, amazing, blah, blah, blah. He started riding a 450 after Sweden, which was the first time ever. I know yeah. people have given him shit and said that when he said he's never ridden a 450 before, said it's impossible, and let's be honest, he's lying, blah, blah, blah. But it seems he really was being serious. Uh, but he's now done a few test sessions. He was happy enough. He said, actually, that it was easier than he thought it would be, which is a bit of a worrying sign for everyone else. <laughs> So how long has he spent on the 450? A couple of days. And that's it. So far. But then he's, he's not going to have a chance to ride it this week. He'll get back from China Tuesday, I guess. And then he's got 10 days before Assen. But he's not going to ride 10 days, obviously. So so predictions. How do you think Prado's <laughs> going to do on a 450 at the Nations? He'll be second overall in the MXGP class. Wow. Thank you. I think. Actually, no, Paul Lamb will. Uh, will Paul Lamb beat him? Will Paul Lamb beat him? I don't know. Who knows anymore? But Paul Land does come alive, come alive in the nation, so I guess I'll go third overall. Okay. Carrying his country. I feel like you're trying to get me to do something here. No. Gertz, we were on the verge of a panic button. Really? You know my Olsen theory? Oh, God. <laughs> Gertz very nearly got put in the box with him. Literally, we're talking about as close as you can physically get to him being just shunted into that corner forever. Uh, but he was second overall, so I guess... 
I can't do that. Although the second moto was meh again. But before this, he hadn't been on the podium since Latvia. Right. How is that? I'm just going to say, it's quite hard for me to do this podcast when you're not even looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> when you're sat on your phone, it's quite hard for me to just talk to myself. Like, okay, at least it's I'll easy, look at you and even, even if you're not saying anything, it's, quite, it's good for me to at least feel like I'm not just talking to myself like an idiot. <laughs> I'll look at you and type. No, I was ready to say, this is disappointing now. What the hell's going on? Blah, blah, blah. But he was back to second overall, so I guess we've got to give him the benefit. So we can take a hand away from the panic. No, band. not really. But I can't officially. I can't push it after a second overall. You, honestly, you are so harsh. What? He hasn't been on the podium since Latvia. Before this, that's a long time ago. He won a moto. Yeah, but we know he's not 100 percent happy over there. No, we don't. You've you've built this story out of nothing. You have just you have taken this shred of information and run with it. Okay. He's fine. <laughs> okay. It's fine then. I'll just keep quiet over here. I just, <laughs> I'll just look at you. I just don't know what you're doing. But no, I, I can't even remember what my Olsen theory is now. Oh yeah, he should be, Olsen should be, I don't even know what my Olsen theory was. But <laughs> I don't think anybody cares, mate, to but be honest. basically... I was, Do you just want to quickly run through the other, the other things so we could just move on to the good stuff? I was ready to say that Gertz is very, is, has become very disappointing and won't be world champion next year. Really? So you've, you've literally come up with that through this year? No. You're, you're trying to now say that I've fabricated something out of nothing, aren't you? No, not saying fabricated. I'm just saying oh. that um, what he's shown you this year is now... When we got to Latvia... I think that's utter bollocks. When we got to Latvia, I was like, wow... He's the second best rider in that class. He started beating Prado. This is unreal. Blah. What is going to happen? I can't believe. Like, what is going to happen? He hasn't been on a podium since then, before Turkey. Yeah. I think so. Ben, Ben, in that time, in that period, had a hand injury, recovered. Oh, Oh, Ben. No, but this is just an example to put things into perspective. If it was another rider, not all heroes wear capes. Oh, my God. If it was another rider, it would also work. Ben. In, in that period, ben. in, the, in that, in that, that's in what that Alan period, the nurse said. That's what pissed you off because you went to sleep, and in when you were asleep in hospital, all you kept shouting was Ben. In that, fucking, that's the worst joke I've ever heard. In that period between Latvia, in the period between Gert's last podium and this one, yeah, Ben crashed, broke the metacarpal in his hand, came back, came back too soon, recovered, got back to riding, and got on the podium. So do you see where I'm coming from this? And Gertz, before Ben's injury, Gertz was ahead of Ben and better than Ben. Yeah. So Gertz well, should have been on the podium every week. Or like, do you, like you can't argue, you can't tell me I'm wrong. Uh, what I can tell you is, do you think Gertz is happy? Yes. Yeah. Oh, you've spoken to him and he seems... Yes. To... Okay. That's fine. Enough. You're just, you've just, you're trying I'm to... I'm not saying anything. All I'm saying is with a rider, there is variables which go on. Okay. If you have not got a happy rider, okay. then it doesn't matter what they're going to... You know, if, if someone's not happy in their head or whatever, I'm not saying that he oh, yeah. is happy or he's not no, happy. No, you're saying that he's not happy. You've clearly pointed this no, out now. No, right. you've clearly it's, pointed this out. No, I'm not saying okay. that he's happy. All when I'm saying... When we spoke about... I'm trying to fucking no, say no, something and you're interrupting me. When we me. spoke about cold and off hurlings, <sighs> guys are bogus. Did you, for any of those riders, go... But is he happy? When I mentioned Gert's name, you immediately came in with that. You're saying Gert's isn't happy. I, what I'm, the reason why I'm saying he's not I happy is because... Then. No, it's not that. It's because he won't even let me speak. The reason why I'm saying it, it's got to be something because that kid has the ability 
to beat Prado. You don't just go from having that fucking ability to beat Prado to being shit and not a contender. So something is not right. That's why I'm saying something, whether it's he's unhappy, he's got, uh, I don't know. Consistency issues. It's not fucking consistency issues. The kid has got the talent. He can win. There's just something not quite right there, which is stopping him from doing that. I don't know what it is. I'd be interested to talk to people. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying he's not happy because he has the talent to win. He has the talent to win that championship next year. You're molding, you're molding your point into a safer point here. I'm not. No, I believe he has all the... He has everything to become a world champion next year. 100%. Blistering speed, you know. Not if, he, not if he's as consistent as this. Well, whatever it is, whatever's going on at the moment... And the team in him needs to find a solution because he has got so much potential. Similar to the Koldenoff Paulan thing, Vial is 11 points or something behind Gertz for third in the championship. That but shouldn't be I, happening, should it? No, 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 no. Vial has had a freaking awesome season. But Gertz has won, to a, go, to Gertz go, has won a moto. Vial hasn't. Hang on. To go from ninth in EMX 250 to third in the world championship of MX2, that kid, for me, is out and out Rider of the year, but would you not at the start of? Would you not at the halfway point? Okay, after Latvia, wait. Let me just pull up that. Up. Let's let's not adjust our expectations. Let's see where he's come from. No, and, and I'm where... not. I'm not. That's you're adjusting your expectations because you're saying I'm saying at the start of the year, Gertz Vial. You would not in a million years have said Vial would beat Gertz. You wouldn't have based been... on history and what we know. But so so what you're saying then is is that. We, we already, I've already said that something's not right there. So Gertz is underperforming because of something, not because of his ability. What I'm saying is Vial is literally just over-delivered this year. Um, this, no one expected him to come in and do what he's done. This fits in quite nicely. You just, um, I don't even know why I bother fucking speaking, Rob. I'm actually continuing. I'm building on your point. I like how you, you lean on Rob like he's your mum. Well, he's impartial. He's here. <laughs> Watching this unfold. This builds on that quite nicely. Uh, Latvia was a halfway point in the year and Gertz's last podium before this one in Turkey. Right. Uh, at that point, Gertz was 59 points ahead of Vial. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know where you're going with this, but... Just, I, I, at just that let, point, let's move at on. At that point, had... I, let's move on before someone goes back wait, in hospital. I know, I've got more, I've got more, I've got more. I need, I've got more information on this to prove my point. Okay. You, you br- just keep talking. Yeah, you bring up your yeah, MX5 stat sheet or no, your... I've got an idea. MXGP, whatchamacallits. Um, right. So at that point in the year, the halfway point, Gertz was um, 59 points up on VL. Yeah. Would you have, who would you have said would finish third in championship? And it might still be Gertz, but it's close now. Who would you have said it would finish third in the championship? Bearing in mind that um, just before that, two rounds before that, Gertz had won a moto. Well, I, to be honest, um, without any of that, I would, I would have said this year, um, I would have gone with Prado, Vlanderen, and then Gertz. Gertz. That'd have been my top three. Up until Latvia, or the first nine rounds, including Latvia, Vial had two podiums and Gertz had five. What I'm saying is, Vial, since then, Vial's risen, and I don't think Gertz has stayed the same. He's dropped. Or then, but then to uh, full to cover everything to full disclaimer, he probably would have been on the podium at Lommel, but his bike broke because he was second in the first moto and he was in position to be second overall and he was really good. So maybe this isn't even a point because without that he would have had a podium and add in twenty two points extra and he'd be miles ahead of Yao. Okay, so now you agree with me. I still don't. I still think there's 
I still think I don't know. Well, I, well, I, don't really know. I can't remember what we'll the original thing was. To do, yeah, exactly. You just go down a rabbit hole trying to argue with me uh, and trying to actually. Win. This was my point, and you tried to argue with me. Okay, uh, so let's move on. Maxime Renault. Uh, in, okay, poor Moose Dyke, who got his first podium, and you've just skipped over him. Uh, we can no, he's he's in two after. He's after Vlandren, according to oh, your no, list. Why? Why? That was just a rough guide for. Things don't. <laughs> so why give me a guide if you're not going to go in? Those are just big things that we had to. I wanted to remember to talk about. So I've got why? To say. Okay. So what would you like to talk about? This. <laughs> I like how you're playing that game when you're going off a list I gave you anyway. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm not shitting over no, your no, list. No, no, it's fine. List. Like, um, <laughs> Lewis, what ride would we like to talk about next? I think it's only right that we talk about Moose Dyke because he got his first podium. Okay, let's do that. Off you go. Well, we already know that I'm a fan. Um, oh, we do actually. I forgot about that. Yeah, we do know that. I'm the one who's drive, been driving that bus. Technically, the very first podcast show driving that bus. Technically, I can't. Did you say he would be the surprise of a year in MX2 or the underdog of a year in MX2? One of those. I think it was surprise. Technically, he's now done two MX2 races, and although he wasn't a full time MX2 rider, mm-hmm. you could say he was the surprise of a year in MX2. Yeah, I'm just saying. First episode. I had, to, I had to say that to him just to make him feel like. He's involved and he's done something. He's such a prick, honestly. Um, anytime you want to take another little break um, and go back to War of In General, that'd be great. It was actually Brighton. Whatever. Yeah. Right, actually say something which is relevant. Uh, the very first thought that I had when Moose Dyke crossed the podium, crossed the line with his overall podium finish, yeah. was that must suck for Sterry. <laughs> really? Well, like, Sterry's really trying to get this before his MX2 career ends and then his teammates just come in and done it. I don't really think of that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, Adam, if you're looking for more motivational um, speeches, contact um, <laughs> Lewis Phillips. No, uh, I just thought oh, that's, I thought oh, that's a shame. Did, I'm not being funny, right? What? Do you ever play your? Do you ever play the podcast <laughs> no. back, right? Listen to it and just think. I can't even say that word on air, but am I a bit of a? Yeah, but I'm saying sympathetic. I'm not saying that sucks. I'm saying sympathetic. I was like, oh, f- why? No, no, you're I being... Like, no, no. Really? Yeah, you're being a bit of a... No, I just... Yeah, you are. I just thought, oh, that sucks. It's, why can't Sterry get one? He's got... I actually thought... He was not... I actually you thought... You was not saying that. No, I was. You fucking wasn't. My words were, that sucks for Sterry. I'm not saying Sterry sucks. I'm saying that sucks for Sterry. Right, okay. My actual thought process was Moose Dyke's got like five years to get on a podium. Couldn't Sterry just have his one before he has to leave MX2? I was... <laughs> You, sometimes you just need to play this back. <laughs> I'm being nice. Yeah. I'm actually compassionate. Yeah. Play it back. <laughs> play it I'm back. I'm being compassionate. Yeah. Like, ah. No, just not, not, meh. No, no, ah. No. <laughs> that's fine. And if you, that's what you feel like you're doing, play this podcast back. <laughs> okay. And then you'll realize a little bit about what we will see. <laughs> I'm scared to talk. <laughs> MX2 predictions for yeah. next year are going to be very interesting because Moose Dyke is now a massive wild card in everything. Will he have the consistency over Will someone? Will any like... of them have the consistency? Well, the the one person who excites me going into next year is Maxime Renault. Really? From what I've seen this year, yes. Yeah, but will he have the consistency? Will any like no one? I think he will. He's he's been very consistent. No this one's year. proved they have the consistency. Apart from the, you could make a case for Vial, but then he had a double DNF in him. If he's going for a title, that ain't gonna work. That's not his fault. If he's got a double DNF, no DNF is in. Uh, one of them was a crash. His fault. I can't remember what the other one was. They might, might have even both been crashes. Might have been a track. Okay, very protective over Vial. <laughs> <aren't he? laughs> I I think next year MX2 get. 
Nana Prado's it mm. is gone. You look at that that the Van Moostijk, Renault, um, Viao, uh, Gertz, Watson, what's Watson, Olsen. I don't, I, will Watson beat those guys next year? Those guys are all going to improve, and you've already told me that you believe that Olsen's peaked. Wait, you said you just said Watson. Now you're talking about Olsen. Sorry, Olsen. Yeah, you, yeah. you just said Olsen wait, to wait, me. So wait, you wait, just wait, wait, wait. So after all, after all year, my whole point. You've just my whole point about Olsen is that everyone else is improving while he's just stayed the same for the last three years. Now, after James telling me I'm the biggest dick in MXGP and I'm the worst person alive for the last six months, he's just told me that my he's now claiming my theory as his own. <laughs> I'm throwing it back in my face. Um, Rob, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> You've just, I, that's I, what I've been saying all I year. I don't actually want to do this show anymore. I, that's what I've been saying all year. Okay, I, any person, I don't care if you like MXYs, you like me, you like James. If you've listened to this podcast and pressed play out of random times, please tweet us and say, as James just repeated what I've been, the drum that I've been beating all year. Oh, it's good to be right. I've said, this is my, no one's heard this. My theory within MX Vice, my company theory, is I when we're driving to GPs and stuff, I come out with theories, not even riders sometimes. I say, I don't like that person. I just don't like, and then everyone goes, oh my God, you're such a horrible person. Oh, oh, dick. And then give it six months and everyone's come around to my line of thinking. I'm ahead of my time. No, you're not ahead of time. <laughs> the problem is, right, is we have to sit in the fucking car for like four hours, five hours every weekend, and all you do is go on about the same fucking thing. <laughs> and it just, it just, in the end, what you do is you manipulate the situation so that we all just think the same as you because you just don't leave it alone, like a fucking dog with a bone. <laughs> no, I don't. I need therapy at the end of this year. <laughs> I just, I honestly, I feel like. I honestly, don't... I'm calling it a day in a minute. I've got to go. I need a fucking breather. <laughs> what to say because Rob we're going for a break I've had enough I don't even know what to say we're on a break see you when we come back no James has taken his headphones off I'm continuing because I don't even know what to say anymore because I don't at the end I've kind of won the podcast now I've kind of won the podcast because my one theory that I've clung to I've just been told I'm right so I've won I've won the game now I'm not I'm not the host but he's actually left the room now so I'll I'll take over as host and say um we're going <laughs> we're going for a break so bye the MX This podcast is brought to you by 24MX Europe's biggest online motocross store There are hundreds of your favorite brands at discounted prices so head over to 24MX.com to shop now The MX Unfortunately I'm back uh, I do apologize for that. He just has this ability to uh, wind me up. When you've spent that much time in a car with Lewis Phillips, then uh, you actually understand. You me. haven't even spent that much time in a car with me this year because you've barely come to GP. Fucking seven years. Well. Seven <laughs> years I've spent in cars and traveling around the world with you. Do you remember that time we drove to Italy together? Italy, Czechoslovakia, Germany, a lot of time. Uh, lots of places. Lots of hours spent talking to you. Quite weird that you just took 17-year-old Lewis in your truck to Italy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're over the, uh, the the age of 16, so it's all good, buddy. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, what are you eating? I can hear you. Uh, the microphone can hear you. So, what are you eating? I um, didn't have any breakfast. Oh, okay. So, I'm quite hungry. Oh, interestingly, I'm on uh, 
intermittent fasting. So I don't eat in, uh, until 12 o'clock. So uh, I start my eating at 12 and I finish up at eight and then have 16 hours of, of not eating as part of my, uh, of my return to motocross. Do you find that interesting, Lewis? We can give a fine fact. Yes, Brilliant. So going back to uh, GPs. Yep. MX2. What, we're, we're jumping from your amateur career to GPs? Well, I, I, I just think this whole show illustrates what a dick you are <laughs> to, to everybody. Uh, I do want to say something, though. Oh, okay. Right. One thing. When I, when I said about Moustique crossing the line and the first thing I thought was, oh, that sucks for Sterry. Oh, you're actually feeling bad. No, I'm saying I was... I'm, what I'm saying is true. That was genuinely what I thought. Like, ah, oh, not... Whatever you painted yeah. it as. It's, it's, all on, it's all recorded, yeah, mate. that's what I thought. It's, it's not like you're going to give Rob a fiver and he's going to edit it for you. All right. Anyway, Vlandering. Yeah. Very good at the moment. Very good. Kind of, like, he, actually, him and Stereo both thought this. They both kind of figured this thing out at the worst possible time. Because obviously... Yeah, if they don't have the start of the year. Like, yeah. If they could both just have one more year, I'd actually be very interested to see what both of them could do. Like that's not like five, not five more years, not four more years. Like just one more season in MX2 for both of them, and I think it would be interesting. Like screw podium, Sterry could then go for race wins. So, well, Sterry would obviously go for race wins because he's run second and finished second this year behind Prado. So this, oh, I love how you're trying to backtrack no. this. Look, look. What? I don't. I never said anything bad. But I'm no. But I'm saying these both of these riders are kind of peaking at the point where we're not ever going to see what that leads to. I don't know what you're trying to do. Okay. Um. So, interestingly, this is where the the age barrier. Um, that age barrier. Well, <laughs> the 20, 23. Yeah. So where before we didn't have either you, you rode a one two five or two fifty or a five hundred. Talking about two stroke years. <laughs> but before you had a one two five. No, but that was a long time ago. Okay. So uh, back then, we jumped from one two five, two fifty, and five hundred to an MX two age restriction. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is that back then, no matter what the age or anything else, you won the title based on your ability, not your age, not nothing else. I guess so, the 125 class and stuff was still looked because, at as a... Well, th this is an interesting concept because when you, when you actually say this out loud, so the MX2 champion is the best 23 or under champion in the world. Yeah, but okay. On an MX2 okay. bike. Take, so, take away the age rule. Yeah. And the MX2 champion is the same as the MXGP champion. So what, what, what's the difference? No, I'm just saying that if you're going to have classes and you're choosing to have two classes, then you are the best rider in the world on a 250cc bike. Yeah. Yeah? If you're in MXGP, you are the best rider on a 450 bike. Yeah. But you can be 16, 17, 18, fucking 45 or whatever. Basically, 450, you are the best in the world no matter your age, anything or whatever. Nothing, no, whatchamacallit, basically, you're the best of the best. In MX2, you're the best under-23 rider in the world. Actually, building on what I said about Vladrin and Sterry, they don't even need another year. It's a shame Prado didn't move up a year earlier because it still would have worked. Simil yeah. like, Prado's kind of <laughs> screwed a lot of MX2 riders over. But that, was, that, but that was the same as Hurlins. Yeah. And it's always the same. Like, Wyndham's career, everyone always said he, just, he was a great rider. He just came up against like... Carmichael, then greater riders towards the end, like Stuart, like, and he just was constantly, yeah. There was never any breathing room. There was all these great, all-time greats who yeah. just kept getting in the way. So I but, guess it happens, and that's kind of that's, what we're here for. But and that's in every sport. But in every sport, you don't have like the Division One. You know, Division One can only be football players of under twenty-three. That mm. you have an under twenty-three league. Mm. So I, 
I, I understand what they're trying to do with the under 23 rule, but do you know what now? Fuck it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Let's just let just the best riders in the world contend for an MX2 title, not the best under 23 rider. Um, Sterry obviously has got one. Vlandering's never won an MX2 GP, but I feel like he's content with what he's done. Sterry obviously really wants this podium and he's got one more shot. If China's sand, which I've, I've heard all along that it's sand, and I'm beginning to question that now for some I've reason. I've heard some really weird things. Like, I, I don't know if it was China or Hong Kong or whatever, but I heard that one was going to be in a bloody street. What? <laughs> yeah, in, in, when it was supposed to be in Hong Kong, it was actually going to be in the streets. They could bring, basically bring the sand into the streets. Well, I, I heard that Shanghai was going to be sand and very close to a beach. And that's, what I, that's, that's the one... St- I've never actually heard anything different. But as we get closer, I'm beginning to think... I don't know, I'm starting to see things that make me go, really? If it's sand, Sterry could get it done. And it would actually be quite a... Emotional roller coaster. It would be a story for him to want this podium so bad and then get it done in like the dying moments of his MX2 career, which sounds a bit traumatic. But, mm-hmm. but uh, anyway, uh, Ferrato... We were talking about Vlanderen. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but I've, I've got nothing. Uh, he hasn't got a ride for next year yet. Nope. But uh, you, oh, we're not allowed to talk about that because you want to talk about City, City Season later in questions, do you? No, that's not in the question. Oh, so I can say something, and uh, you can then say, oh, no, go to it later. No, you but wanted as soon to do as a, you, you say something, you it's to, absolutely fine. No, you wanted to do a silly season overview, and I said a lot of the questions are about right. like the riders okay. who people want to know about, but we haven't had any about Blander. So. Yep, Ferrato. Uh, Ferrato did MX2. Did he have a moustache? Yes. Um, Handlebar? I don't know. I didn't pay that much attention. Albie, if you listen to this, I don't know um, how great your English is, but you need to grow handlebar tash and wear it like a porn star for the whole of the 2020 season but um actually i would become a personal sponsor i would actually pay you no you wouldn't i fucking would no you wouldn't it'd be hilarious no you wouldn't why not you wouldn't you just wouldn't no i, I would we've said i've already said why i wouldn't sponsor him <laughs> no no i, I will sponsor yeah, hey, i will personally sponsor albi ferrato contact me if you wear a handlebar and moustache for the whole well, how much money are you talking? Because if he's got a knife, it's worth his while. Well, we can, me and Albie can talk. Okay. But he did MX2 again. And 8th overall, I'm actually surprised he was 8th overall because like Volkenswart, he finished around there with a spectacular ride. And he this, was great. This wasn't spectacular, but it's kind of led to the same finish, which is good because that kind of means that's his place. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan. I think he's really? going to... Yeah. Is that a... No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a big... I think he's going to do really well I was going to make a joke there. But I'm not. But I'm going to write it down so I remember to tell you once we stop recording. Okay. Because I feel like maybe I've been... Like, do you, do you feel like he may have gone a little no, bit too strong I, this show? No, because I know when I'm being genuine and I know that this is a dick joke. <laughs> okay, brilliant. So so you're fine with being a dick off air, but not on air. Okay. Yeah, yeah so that's that. Bosrami, one question. What do you think of his year? <laughs> Good. I think from... Uh, he st- started off a little bit rocky. And we were, we were basically comparing him against Viao, who finished ninth and he won the championship and everything else. I think he's got massive potential. I think it's a huge blow to Honda to, um, to not have him on their team next year. Is that 100% now? I believe so, yeah. I don't know, because I, so, I heard it so many times, but so many different versions of it that I've kind of got confused. Well, if, if it's the version which I'm thinking of, then... I think he is, but... Yeah, I, be, I believe if you, that he's one for the future. I just think it's been quiet. Okay. Uh, anyway, that's that. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, Guadagnini yep. has barely ridden a 250 all year and finished 10th overall. That's a story. He's huge potential. He's doing EMX 250 next year, but at what point do you have to bump him up early? 
I don't know, but I think I wonder. Uh, I don't. Olsen isn't. I don't think Olsen's twenty three at the end of next year. But it wouldn't surprise me for Olsen to move up at the end of next year, and then Guadagnini to go to MX two in Olsen's spot. Yeah, you got to see that happening. And uh, interestingly, um, where we touched on uh, earlier on in this year, we had a podcast with Diego Clement from Who's Farna. And he mentioned both riders um, and about their support for the team. So they've obviously got one eye on Ferrato and also Guadagnini. 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 Yeah, that one. Yeah. A huge potential. And it looks like they're going to stay on the Husky program for a while. Yeah, it's one of those deals where Guadagnini's on Maddie next year, but he's linked, he's, his contract is with Husqvarna Direct and yeah. they place him. So, uh, and one final thing that I've Figured I'd bring up because I've had a few questions about it. Um, also, good for a future of um, uh, Italy for MX Nations yeah. team. Yeah, because at one point, I remember even Caroli said in a press conference like five, four years ago that they've got, like Italy's got no one coming up. Yeah. So that's. And here we go. Yeah. And if um, Fischetti can get himself sorted with um, the. Well, you've got the metal, Yeah. So, so it's starting to, they're starting to bounce back now, now in the next generation. Well, shame the British isn't really. Oh, wow, you said that and I didn't. Amazing. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, a few people have asked why Uslan was in Turkey and Walsh wasn't. Uh, Revo aren't doing Turkey and China, but I believe that Uslan's parents like, put a bit of footage the bill. Yeah. Is that a thing? You Did say? you know that Uslan's parents are Olympic skiers? Former yeah, Olympic skiers, both of them. Yeah, that's why they footed the bill, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I, don't know if he's doing, I don't know if they're paid for him to go to China as well. but I guess so, yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Great. If you All can right. do it, do it. Yeah. That's enough of MX2. Right. Uh, what do you want to talk about now, then? Uh, do you want to do questions and then nations stuff, or nations and then questions? Nations and then questions. All right. In my conversation hat, which, which one do you want to pull out first? You can either do Vial, Dutch MX2 rider, or GB. Uh, let's do Vial first. Okay. Let's do it in that order. So Vial, basically, uh, what's happened was he couldn't agree a logo placement for him, Red Bull, and the... French team couldn't agree a logo placement for the hat. Red Bull and the FFM, essentially. What I, was um, the difference between Ferrandis' monster logo well, I, and Red Bull's logo? First of all, thank you for reading the article that I wrote straight out of hospital on this. I okay. appreciate that. Um, uh, I didn't actually read it, but... Um, no, I can tell because that's, I, I went in-depth on this and I found photos of the hats from previous years. Yeah. And what I figured was every, 2016, 2017, 2018, they all had energy drinks. 2015 was they just had FFM hats. So Fever was a monster athlete at the time, no logo. So energy drinks weren't even considered on there. But in 2016, Fever was still a monster energy athlete, but a monster logo had appeared. It's quite hard to explain without photos, but essentially the word France is like written in big letters across. Yeah. And then the monster and rockstar logo sits above the E either F or E, one side, in the top right or left corner. Yeah. But because Rockstar and Monster have symbol logos, they're like, you know what, a symbol logo like... Yep. Uh, the claw or... Yeah, like yep. something that is smaller than the word Monster and the word Rockstar. Yeah. They can neatly sit there. Yeah. Red Bull don't have that. Red Bull's smallest logo is the balls, come, so it's long, so it wouldn't have fit in that spot. Right. So that's where the dispute came from. And effectively, they could never figure it out. I presume if Red Bull had a smaller symbol logo, it would have got figured out. But I went through it and figured all this out. And also I realized while doing that, that the last time there was a Red Bull rider on a French team was 2015, Musquin, when there was no energy drinks on there at all. Right. So 
This whereas Monster and Rockstar, I put like uh, with they haven't got a Rockstar rider this year, but with Paul Ann for Monster, uh, when they sat down and had those conversations, it would have slid through because there's a precedent for it. Like, oh, you're happy to do what we did last year? Yeah, sure. Red Bull, that yeah. would have been a completely new conversation. Yeah. The only thing I don't understand is why were Red Bull happy to not be on the hat at all in 2015? Yeah. The only way we're going to know that is by speaking to someone. Yeah, from and this France. is what this is what I dislike about um, Europe. And like not being in the AMA, I I'm not even in the AMA, and I know that if this had happened in America, you go to Jeremy Malott, he's like the Red Bull representative and involved, like the one behind Red Bull Straight Rib and everything. Yeah, and I know that's where you go direct to get an answer. Yeah, but if you go to Monster, you go and speak to Dale. yeah, but Red Bull France, like there's no Red Bull person in GPs that you could go to. There's no like Red Bull France, not a like it's just difficult, isn't it? It's yeah. harder, like. It's it's uh, it's, it's harder. It's a, it's a bit annoying when they make your job difficult. It's diff. It's harder, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So if Red Bull could just reach out and give Lewis all the information. Well, no, I just wish there, I just work, no, I great. just wish there was a person. I just wish someone was there. But yeah, yeah. But it's it's at the end of the day, it's stupid, isn't it? It's I I don't at first well, I was hang on hang on. You have to think about Red Red Bull or the energy drinks um, are one of the reasons why these riders can ride in the first place. Oh yeah, I was saying it's stupid from the FFM. Yeah. So the, the riders are actually there to, to represent their country, but I'm guessing that they probably didn't get paid for, you know, there's definitely, I don't, I don't know, I'm talking about stuff. David Villeman like, uh, said that he got, when he rode for France 15 years ago, he got 1,500 euros and they won 01. Yeah. I, I know, like, you know, you should, you should ride for your country and everything else, but, you know, at the end of the day, you've got to be able to afford to do it. And it's these people in the background which are enabling these riders to be able to afford to be there and pay in their way. So I just find it a little bit weird how to, you know, the federation and, and, and a brand can't work together. They're, they're trying to achieve the same goal. And the person who fucking loses that is Vial. But the thing this comes down to, it's a hat. It's not a helmet. It's not a jersey. It's a hat that he's going to wear in a press conference. Like, who cares at the end of the day? Like, if I was the FFM, just be like, sure, wear a Red Bull KTM hat. Like, who cares? Why, why are France so... It's not even a... If they've got French shirts on, where they got have a French hat It's on? not even a hat that says like uh, www.ffm.fr, which would advertise to up-and-coming riders who are looking up to the French team, head to the FFM to figure out your racing stuff. It's a hat that just says France on it. It doesn't even advertise the Federation. Can you imagine someone saying to Mark Chamberlain, uh, I ride, he's going to go, fuck yeah, whatever. But there has been stuff like this with shirts and stuff over the past, with Britain and stuff, Italy and stuff like that. But it's never... I get hey, shirts because a, they're yeah. wearing it. I get that. I 100% get that. But a hat? Yeah, you're not wearing a fucking hat on a bike, are you? you you're wearing a helmet. So so if you've got your shirt on and it, it basically says, Italy, Great Britain, da 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 understand that if you're not going to have a massive Red Bull logo over the word France. Get that. And the biggest... Um, but what the fuck? Yeah. Actually, when you say it out loud, it's even more stupid. Like, than, look at it. They've, yeah. they've lost Vial for Renault. On paper, Vial was fourth overall at Lommel. Renault was sixth. Not a big difference. No, nope. not a big difference. The difference is for starts. Vial's Vial Vial with that Red Bull KTM. If Vial could have got a whole shot against the four fifties, yeah. But either way, he would have got a whole shot in the MX two qualifying race with no Prado there. Fairly confident of that. And then he would have held on for a top three finish. Fairly confident of that. Renault could finish in the top three, but he won't because he'll start poorly. And Renault isn't a good enough rider where, when mixed with four fifties, if he starts eighteenth in the first moto on Sunday, he's going to finish eighteenth. Yeah. He won't be able to move forward against 450s. So his, it, essentially where he starts will be where he finishes, which 
we know because that's kind of how it's worked with some MX2 riders in the past. Whereas Vial could have started top five against the 450s, held on, dropped back to 11th, 10th, and that's a big difference. Yeah. Especially in the MX2 and Open Moto, which is kind of the one where you want an MX2 rider to shine. Okay, do you think, do you think this decision by the French is jeopardised them winning? Well, yeah. Well, they're not the favourites either way, but what I tweeted off my personal account, just some thoughts I had. Okay. Is this when you're on medication or off? Uh, on. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> this is screw... If, if Musquin's taken... Like, once Fevre got injured last year, the French Federation supposedly went to Musquin and he said no. Yeah. Based on the fact that they'd treated him horrifically. If Vial and Red Bull, I guess, even, hold a grudge with this, and in the next five years... Go to him, and the French go to him and go, look, uh, we need you, blah, blah, blah. And he holds a grudge and says, no, you're right. That's going to kill the French because mm. Paul Land's not going to be around much longer. No. Fevre, in five years' time, won't be racing. Yeah, these, these are the next generation. Yeah. These and kids Vial, are the next generation for, for I feel France. fairly confident now that Vial's going to be a better rider than Renault and Boisrami, but even so, they don't, have, they don't have endless riders to choose from. So I think, I think the biggest story here is how it's going to play out in five years. And I'm sure it will figure itself out. And he may not, he'll be on Red Bull KTM for the next few years, but who knows after that. And maybe he'll just, maybe they'll figure it out. But there's a chance. But yeah. this, in 2024, we could be sat doing this podcast going, yeah, well, imagine how good France would be if there wasn't that hat thing in 2019. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know what the, yeah. It just depends gonna... how much either Red Bull or VR want to hold a grudge. Yeah. Or even the FFM, maybe they're going to be all proud, which we know that pride is important to them. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're going to sit there being all proud and be like, uh, we're not even going to ask you because you, yeah. you pride refused sucks. our hat. Pride sucks. The, the Americans are over here training as well. We've seen um, some videos yeah. and lots of talk First about First day it. on the bike yesterday, uh, yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. And we know that um, Osborne's going to be quick. We know he's going to do, we, I believe he's going to do very well at Assen. I thought that they looked quite good in the video, but uh, everyone's very negative on Facebook. That's a shock. <laughs> yeah, everyone's saying the track's flat, they're not standing up enough, they're standing up too much. Oh, there's so many experts. Yeah. Yeah, so... I, I, How we only had four riders in Turkey when there's like literally 100,000 keyboard warriors um, which are probably still got a two-stroke and uh, could go and enter. Yeah, I think full credit to them. They're here 21 days, I think. 20 days, 18 days before Assen riding. And you know what? This isn't a... This isn't a that's an investment. How, how, like, for one rider to stay in a hotel for a month? Yeah. I'm guessing that they, their budget is, is not fitting into this whole thing. Oh, no, there's no... They, either Husky or Rockstar or Anderson and Osborne personally would have had to put something for this, I'm sure. I mean, you have fair play to the Americans for, for putting this much in. Resource-wise, effort, this everything. This isn't pro-America, and I probably shouldn't even say it, or this isn't, I don't know how, I feel like you could probably twist this to whatever angle you want, but they're getting time in on the sand while the GP riders are on flights to China. Now, that doesn't make that big a difference because the GP riders have been in sand all year, but that's a nice little confident, I feel like you could probably think that to yourself and be like, oh yeah, like, it's yeah. a nice little morale booster. Yeah, it? but you, you, you MXGP boys just chip off for, you know, to the other end of the earth, China. Um, crack out, you know, get some jet lag in, uh, go and race some crazy track. And then uh, while we're here, just, you know. Yeah, and it's not going to make a big difference because GP riders have way more experience. So it's not like they're going to have an advantage or anything, but it's just a... But Osborne's been in GPs for a long, for a long time. Yeah, Anderson, and, Anderson's 
uh, you know, this is not his first rodeo at Motocross Nations. The the key thing is is going to be Justin Cooper. Uh, Cooper's coming over on the fourteenth, I think, which is that's kind Saturday. of worrying. Yeah, well, it's Saturday, still yeah, two weeks gi- before. Given the one person out of the team that you would want, he's a risk. Yeah. So, given the the one person that you'd want to um to be over at the same time, and then again, Osborne only got over here like two days ago, uh, so it's only five days later. Yeah, but I I, I don't I, I wouldn't be worried about Osborne. Now, Osborne will be in the top three. Oh no yeah. problem. Oh, what in a, well, he's in open, so uh, especially so. Yeah. Who's he got to go up against? Uh, Simpson, Tixier, <laughs> uh, Koldenoff, which he'll win the open, but yeah, because he's riding better than ever. But with the combined classes, he will be top three. Yeah, yeah. And like but I, I've said it before, I'll say it again. If we're sat on Sunday night listening to the um, American national anthem, I would not. I would not be shocked. I gotta be honest. They must be sat back, looking at all these injuries and everything that's going on with uh, with MXGP and European riders. And they've actually got to be thinking, holy shit, this could be it. It's not like I expect it. Like, I will go, huh, that's interesting. I won't be like, oh my God, this is... Because it's... They're, they're being underestimated for what... At the end of the day, they're still America. Yeah. America are fucking amazing. Fuck yeah! Honestly, America, America, America are like incredible. And we're forgetting this. We're treating America like they're Poland. That's fucking harsh. Like Team Poland. I don't even know if they have a team, but... I think they do. Okay. But don't be snagging. Okay. There's some team, great Polish we're, riders. We're, 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 some people are treating America like they're Team... China? China, or Team... I don't know. Qatar. We, we, we kind of know what you're on okay. about. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Like, we go, like, at the end of the day... You're not going to get your green card, though. If America lose the next 20 years, I will still be sat here going, but it's America. Yeah. Let's not forget how amazing they are. Like, I, I like America. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Christ. Okay, so we know that France are weakened now with Yao. Well, they were weakened before. We haven't done a podcast since, but they were weakened before that with uh, Tixia, who, to be fair, was okay at Lommel. Better than I would think, like 10th, I think, overall. Yeah. Not a disaster, but it's not the same. Essentially, they're putting all their eggs in the pool land basket, and yeah. the pool land basket's a bit rocky at the moment. Yeah. But it does come good it's at wilting. Cross Nations. Is that a word? Wilting? Like a wooden basket? He'll be, he'll be, we all know he'll be a different rider at the Nations. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um... So, other teams, what do we know? Uh, well, the two to talk about are Team GB. We ain't got a clue. We know, Sterry told me in an interview in Sweden, which he probably shouldn't have done, <laughs> but he's on the team. What do you think? Do you, okay, yeah, so you, you put that out there. He yeah. told it. He yeah, we, it we, in, we already said that, yeah. In an yeah. interview. Yeah. Um, he's on the team. He yeah. doesn't know if he's riding a 450 or a 250 yet. Yeah. But based on the max injury, I feel confident now that he's a definite 250. Right, so... It's basically between Nathan Watson and Tommy for the MXGP spot. And I don't think, well, the Tommy shoulder thing is a question mark now. Yeah. But I think before Turkey, it was still a question of whether Tommy wanted to do it. And let's face it, this shit what he gets online, you cannot blame him for not wanting to ride. Oh, yeah, not at all. I mean, I only read literally five minutes of 100 comments or something on MX Vice of Tommy's duh, Tommy's someone, duh, 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 someone duh. tweet. Someone commented on Facebook. I can't believe I'm even going to say this one out loud, but it's so insane. I put up a poll on Monday with whether you should choose Vlandering or Moosedike for the MX2 spot for the Nations. Someone commented on that on Facebook, putting, the Netherlands are too strong. Can we give them Tommy to weaken them a bit? That post had nothing to do with Britain at all. Yet someone's somehow taken some Tommy hate onto it. Wow. Like, so so wait, if I was him and I read all the shit or all online, like we, we need that guy. It's not looking great. At the end of the day, he had a bike problem last year, but he, he was fucking good. We, we need that guy. 
yeah, everybody on, you know, from what I read is, not to say everybody, I don't want to tarnish everybody with the same brush, but the, the shit which I read, you just think, what is the point? Why would you even want to ride? Because all you do is get shit. If anything goes wrong, you're shit. Year after you're shit, everybody's on your back. So what, anybody who rides in, in Team GB, fair play to you because breaking you must news. be made of breaking, break, breaking news. Okay. Let me read this. Okay. Oh, God. Oh, wow. Oh, God. We might have to start the podcast. Okay. Sean we'll be... Simpson's team for next year. Are you ready for this? SS24 KTM. Wow. He's leaving RaceFX and starting his own GP team. Actually, I think it's GPs. I didn't read that bit. Wow. So uh, he's planning to establish his own Grand Prix and British Championship race team fielding KTM and WP suspension. The 31, there it goes, 31, uh, will leave for confines of RFX KTM and race under his own SS24 banner. Wow. Well, um, let's leave that there for a break and we're going to go and update the website and we'll be back in five. Yeah, Max, five, show, show, show. For everything in the world of motocross, head to mxvice.com, at Motocross Vice on Twitter, and search MX Vice on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. All content is now available in Spanish and Italian. BMX Vice Show. Wow. Sean Simpson, SS24. Sounds like a boat. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> no, I, I, I know. I, um, I didn't see that one coming. No, I did not. Well, we knew he was unhappy. We... we like, we, every, we talked about it on the, on the show, didn't we? No, and not everyone is unhappy. Although there is a quote in the press release, which I'll just... Not, okay, sorry, he's not unhappy. He's, he's not happy with the bike setup. Yeah, there is a quote in the press release yep. that piqued my interest. Ooh. And it's quite risque one. It says... Uh, what, was he wearing thanks, something thanks, dodgy? Thanks to the people involved at RFX KTM, but I know I can keep progressing in my career if we make this move. It'll be far from easy, but blah, blah, blah. So basically saying that if he's going to move forward, he needs to get away from that team oh. and start his own one. Okay. So uh, he also said, there was a, actually, there was something else. That wasn't even the one I I love thinking. how you can just pick phrases and then we can kind of like just make up bollocks about what? it. Thanks to the people involved at RFX KTM, but I know if I can keep progressing with my career if I make this move. Basically meaning if he stays there, he won't keep progressing with his career. Yeah, okay. I'll give you that one. Let me just find the other bit if I can find it. Now is the time to do things the right way that will allow me to do my best on the track. For what feels like many reasons, it simply hasn't happened for me in the last month in MXGP, but we've already taken steps to reorganize and make sure we're in the right direction for the MXO Nations and Landrick. So, hang on. So he's not got his own team or his own bike for the Nations? No. He's still using... Yeah, he's like a normal rider changing team. Right. The last person to do this was uh, Philip Arts. Towards the end of his career, he had DP19 Yamaha. Okay. I'm sure what, where to go about that, I don't know what you're going for. Yeah, so, but, but no, that's just fact. Last person to do this was Philip. Well, Hulls. good luck. It's, it's going to be tough. I mean... We know that he... We know he's quite... Uh, what would you say? Entrenched in KTM. Yeah. Like, wherever... Technically, if he had signed for Hitachi, then Hitachi could have got... Simpson brings KTM support and WP support, effectively. Yeah. So that will be a big part of his programme. I don't know if he, it doesn't mention anything about factory support. That's cool. But, Good um, luck to him, Rachel, and Archie. And it'd be interesting to see how they. Um, who? Is it not Archie? No, it's Angus. Angus, that's it. Such a new. That's uh, a dick. You say I'm a dick. Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah. I thought, well, yeah. I thought you looked like Archie, but Angus, yeah. That's cool. Um, but yeah, good luck to um to those guys next year. I presume from the outside looking in, it will look a lot like race effects because I wouldn't be surprised if he continues with Fly and. Stuff like that. I guess so. But like, I mean, it looks like a lot like his team at the moment. Just I can't imagine there'll be too many changes to his look, essentially. Yeah. I'm sure probably uh, RFX will probably give him parts or something like that. I, I don't know. I don't know what. Maybe you can get a 
better deal somewhere else. I don't know. He's a team owner now. He's got to just well find the best sponsor. There we go. Been there. Fuck that. Right. So that's going to be a big um test for MXGP because if that goes well, that will then what, encourage more people to Worse. go that way. It's a case study. You can't be a privateer in MXGP. Well, you can see. now. Yeah. yeah. Because let's let's break it down. Because if you've got support with your bike and parts and the products and bits and pieces, that's obviously a big part of the budget. However, you're probably looking at 10K for travel each person. So if you have your rider, two mechanics, uh, maybe three, two would probably do the job though, wouldn't it? I guess you could do one. I think you'd have one mechanic. I feel like you'd need a practice mechanic. I don't think, well, not if you're a privateer, yeah, buddy, you're not going to have a practice mechanic. You can have a mechanic who can... And to be fair, Simpson has another practice mechanic this year from what I've seen. No. So I, I think, you you know, it's you, your mechanic. If you've got some help, some additional help, yeah. maybe his dad. Yeah. Maybe his I'd dad will step his dad in. Will be either involved may, at the races or as a manager type role. Or maybe his practice mechanic. Who knows? Will he back on Spanners? So, he, yeah, he might step in and, and that will save, save some money. But I'm sure he's probably got to pay his dad. Um, I, would, I would ask for money for I, my kids. Interestingly, in the PR, it says that he will be the only rider on the team, but then that isn't necessarily confirmed. And obviously, he's not going to be able to. Say, he's not going to have a rider like Max because no, that, but, that isn't beneficial and, to and him. And the other thing as well, like then you start looking. Okay, you can get a paid rider in, but well, how that's much what is I was say, Libra. yeah? But yeah, I know. Yeah, Libra is an extreme, but everybody else is going to be paying between the hundred and one hundred and fifty thousand to ride. When you've taken that hundred to one hundred and fifty thousand. There's not much change left after a whole season of GPs. Yeah. If not, does it even cover well, it? We heard Libra's going to another new team. Actually, this hasn't been a Has great... anything happened on that? On that? What? No? no. It's all very weird. We're talking about Jackie Martin's team. Or just someone yeah, but I, 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 guess, I guess the whole thing is, is it takes time to finalize the, the money and yeah. everything else. And, and the other thing as well is a lot of people aren't going to be... They're going to be putting budgets aside. However, it's not concrete budgets. Yeah. So you're looking at um, ICMA for a lot of this stuff to get actually signed off in contracts. And then once it's in that contractual phase, that's when you know how much money you've got. And uh, I say Philip Arts was the last person to do it in MXGP, but obviously Lever did it in MX2. Yeah. But that was, uh, again, that's not really... Was that LRT? Yeah, but that's not really the same thing because he essentially had the funding of (laughs) of a very non-privateer effort. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's cool. I think the other thing as well for, um, for Simpsons, he'll pick up uh, a lot more supporters and he's a good person to do it because of the way he delivers himself from a like PR point and oh yeah but everybody loves the underdog story so him kind of doing it himself and, and trying to do it all you know yeah so he is like the Scottish Chad Reed now two, but SS24 instead of 2-2 two, two motorsports yeah could have had 2-4 motorsports yeah I like SS because it, yeah, it definitely sounds like a bird. maybe Bird's Eye there's a lot of a, jokes to be made from is that is a total sponsor hmm that's not funny at all there's a lot of jokes to be made from that that isn't one of them <laughs> <laughs> okay anyway what we were talking about before that news drops Nations yeah uh, we've done Team GB actually no I think we were in the middle of that weren't we yeah but so essentially team... Max is out uh, it's too much of a risk for him to basically race the Nations because obviously you don't want to fuck around with your lung do you but he'll be back on a bike in October I think sometime so it's not like a disaster injury so he's out definitely Watson's out Ben definitely mm-hmm. Sterry's in, and I believe he'll be on a 250, and it, I, I think it's down to Nathan Watson and Tommy. But the reason it hasn't been announced so far is there's a deadline for you to get a team in, uh, that being August the 27th or something. And, but there's no reason why you can't change after that. So essentially, because um, Mark Chamberlain got a team in by that time, he's fine. He, he could announce it the day before Assen. Okay. And he doesn't want to have to... He doesn't want to announce a team and then have to announce another team because there's nothing, something else has happened. 
Yeah. But supposedly he's announcing it after China. When he hopes that everybody's not going to be in these racist, pressurized situations and crashing. Yeah. Uh, so so contenders are Tommy, maybe, depending on... What, I think it's just yeah. Tommy and Watson. Watson. Uh, that's diff- Simpson that's going to be Sterry. So between... So those Simpson four, and Sterry are in. Yeah, so Simpson and Sterry, between Nathan and... Yeah. Tommy. From what I know and what I can figure out. Okay. It's going to be difficult calling, because I guess we can't really call Nathan Watson, because Watson is Ben. Oh, is, the, oh, is it? Is well, this, no, but if, on this podcast, if we say Watson, everyone immediately thinks Ben, don't they? Because we don't do enduro. Okay, I know there's only one, one Watson. In no, your I knew you were going to go that. But do you get what I mean? Like, if I said Sir right now, and you would think I was talking about Tommy, and I went, oh no, his Uncle Jeff. Auntie Julie. Well, like, this he hasn't what, got Uncle Jeff, all right? No, but what I'm saying Dick. is us. We, N Watson. Hello, Auntie Julie, if you're uh, listening to this podcast. I don't think she is. She, she always listens. Um, but, she says yeah. you're a knob as well. Oh. Um, uh, Final Nations thing that I wanted to talk about. What would you do, Moose Dyke or Flandrin? Do you know that? I don't envy them. I what I don't uh, what I don't like is this whole fucking shootout bollocks. Just make a decision. They just need to pick. They need to pick one. Like making them go through these two GPs and, and all that crap is just. I don't know. I just. Um, I what, what I don't know. know. I don't know. What we know. I, I think I'm still going to go Flandrin. No, I, you know I'm a big uh, Van Moose Dyke fan. I just think Flandrin is a safe option. With uh, you can go out do a job. He has the experience. He's not going to let the event go go to his head. Not saying that Van Moostijk will or anything, but I just think that if I was a better man, I would I would I'd be better on that. Um, going back because we haven't done one since Sweden. What I now know about the shootout or found out in Sweden uh, is that you're not invited. The shootout day, but no media allowed, so I won't be there. <laughs> yeah, no uh, shit. Yeah, and the shootout days in the sand are like basically after China. And I thought they'd be before Turkey because there's not much time after China. And according to Vlanderin, he thinks that we won't find out who the MX2 rider is until like Thursday or Friday before the nation. Wow. Which isn't ideal. Yeah. <laughs> isn't ideal for those of us who have to write previews and stuff for the race. I, t- I tell you what, they're, they are the contenders. The favourites. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. It's a solid team. Yeah, thank you for pointing that out. Mm. Well, they almost won last year with two riders, so. Yeah. I would go Vlandering purely based on this. So, Hurlings and Coldenoff are going to do their jobs. Done. They're going to do their jobs. No question. No, there's no doubt that they will give four results that don't need to be dropped. So, the MX2 rider doesn't need to do much. Uh, like, for example, so if Prado was in MX2, Spain would rely on him to carry the team as the MX2 rider. Netherlands don't need MX2 riders to carry the team. They literally need someone to finish in a respectable position. Yeah. Flandering will do that. Flandering yeah. won't crash, won't, his bike broke last year, okay, but it won't happen, will it? I'm not saying Moose Tykes will either, but I feel like you can just rely on Flandering to just keep his head cool and be solid and finish 10th, oh. 11th. Did we just agree? Yeah. Whereas Moose Tyke, wow. I feel like maybe Moose Tyke will be faster in practice. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll get a whole shot and maybe he'll lead five laps. But I would, if Flandering was leading... I would feel much more comfortable than if Moose Dyke was leading because I'd just be like... Yeah, but that... that eh. So that, that comes down to experience. And I feel so like... So because he's more experienced, we be, we're, what we're both saying is we believe that through experience is going to bring that maturity. And I give credit to the Dutch because like, yeah, let's give the young guy a chance and let him learn for the future. Like, what a great experience and everything. Yeah, that is good. But, I don't know, like, at, at this point, let's just... Like, you've basically... Effectively, you've got the win already. Like, let's not rock the boat. Really? It's that, I think they're heavy, heavy favourites. Like, let's not rock the boat. Let's just, oh, they're heavy favourites, but we know any, anything Yeah, but happen. let's play it safe. Let's yeah. not encourage... Yeah, drama. Like, yeah. Um, 
But I'll say this. I have a weird, weird gut feeling it's moose dyke. And I've got this, nothing, no one's told me anything, but in my gut, I just feel like it's moose dyke and it was always moose dyke. Is this because Calvin is obviously from South Africa? Uh, not really. I don't know what it is. I've just, I can't explain it. I've got no reason to think this, but in my mind, I'm just like, if it's moose dyke and it, if it ends up being moose dyke, I will almost think that it was never going to be Vlandering unless moose dyke was just appalling in Turkey. I don't know. I've just got this weird feeling that this isn't as wide open as we think it is. Uh, okay. I don't know why. All right. Well, purely speculation. It's your, just your opinion. Yeah. 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 That's what we're doing here. Right. Cool. Uh, any other teams you want to touch upon? Any news? Uh, no. Right. We're done. Let's do questions. Yeah. You sound very excited that we're done. Yeah. Okay. I was kind of bored of that now. Okay. Uh, questions. Yeah. Question numero uno. Let's do it. Oh, I just died. I've got them on my phone now. Nice. Um, one job. Number one. Yep. Ben Gillett. Yeah. Or Gillette. 92. Are riders fed up of traveling so far around the world for such poor tracks? Semarang's a good track. Palembang, you will be surprised how many riders off the record said that Palembang was a very good track. Turkey. Everyone loves Turkey. I haven't had a single negative message back, even when I say honestly. <laughs> well, some of, some of the shit, shit tracks were like Imola. Which That's was not traveling actually, so far around the world. Exactly. So oh. some of the shit tracks this year have been ones which are actually based in Europe not actually flyaways. Yeah, it's, you can't, tar- like, I don't think the tracks are the issues with the flyaways. I don't think, I don't think anyone's, well, people are saying that, aren't they? But I don't think, people are saying that, but ignore the people. I don't think that is the problem at all. Yeah. So, no, they're not fed don't up. Don't listen to everything on Facebook. They're not fed up, I don't think. Uh, Nathan Larcom. Yep. Or Larcom. I recognize that name, Larcom. Uh, do you think it would have made more sense for Prado to jump on a 450 for the last two rounds? Yeah. I think 100% should have done it. No, not that. I had hoped secretly that he'd ride a 125 like um, Roxon did in 2011. That would have been cool. Yeah. Why, why don't they do cool well, shit like that? I feel like there, was more tr- there would have been more chance of him doing 450, 125, something different. Maybe we should have like, actually sort of got this going. Well, no, I, feel I like, blame you. I feel like there would have been more chance of something different happening had it been European races. If, uh, okay, uh, look at it this way. Just borrowed Rennie Hoffer's machine. No, if they had to crate bikes up to go Turkey and China, ah. what if they'd crated up a 450 and something had happened in Sweden and Prado didn't win a championship? Yeah. Would they have crated up a 450 and a 250? Good point. And sent both? That's I would stupid. have sent a man a 125. See, it just doesn't work. Unfortunately, it just wasn't. It, logistically, it doesn't make sense at all. But right. if the last round was in Italy, that is the, maybe. That is the most boring answer ever because it's so practical. <laughs> Yep. We didn't, we didn't want that. We um, wanted excitement. One for you. Okay. Colin Dory on Twitter. Hi, Colin. Said, uh, we know how factory and semi-factory teams operate, but how does it work for third-tier teams such as JWR or Revo? Do they buy their bikes, lease, or get help from local dealers? How about parts and suspension? First of all, yeah. how do you feel about him saying JWR is a third-tier team? It's what it is. <laughs> It's what it is. They're a new startup team. I can... Uh... Yeah, we, we don't need a speech about JWR. We know we've got it. Okay. Uh, so from, from what I know, they have to pay for their bikes. They Who get... do they pay? Yamaha or dealer? Yamaha. Okay. Yeah, so Yamaha, I think it either come through Scandinavia or Europe. I know that was, there were some complications this year. Scandinavia being their local distributor because they're Swedish. Yeah, and they've done the Swedish championship or whatever. So sometimes it, um, I, I guess a lot of manufacturers work like that where it's okay, you run out of... You know, if you have a European program, then you run out of um, Europe. It's but, no different to Hitachi being KTM UK. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, thanks. And Revo. They said Revo. And you just asked me the fucking question. And no difference to Revo on the I don't mind giving you one example. Husqvarna UK. Continue. Husqvarna. Whatever. Yeah. So they would have paid for the bikes. Um, I think they they believed that they would have got... I think they were... It's a bit political because they were actually promised <laughs> some sort of stuff and then a few things went wrong. But um, let's, let's say the deal for next year is probably they'll pay for their bikes. Um, they'll pay for their parts, but uh, maybe at a discount. Uh, basically, Johan is, is kind of bankrolling the, the whole thing. I doubt Revo would have paid for their bikes, though. Um, I feel like Husqvarna UK would have given them bikes. Yeah, I'm sure they probably... But they're an MX2 team, and they've and gone up from MX250 and blah, blah, blah. But this is... This is uh, everybody has to start somewhere. So when, once you go into MXGP in, in, in this type of thing, you do have to start somewhere. So... There's obviously, you've seen that uh, Hutton Metal have got the, the MX250 deal. They would probably be getting full support from Yamaha. So I, I don't think they would be paying for their bikes. Uh, they'd probably get a good, good price on um, uh, either discounted parts or maybe a 15,000 budget, say, for the, for the MX250 riders because it's part of their program. People who are in satellite teams, they'll probably just get offered a discount for bikes, discount for parts. And that is about it. You don't even get, from what I do know, is you don't really get any help, any technical help. Um, you're, you're, you're helped by the manufacturer in, in getting the bikes at a discount. But to be honest, from what I kind of seen behind the scenes and talking to other people, it's not great, if I'm, if I'm brutally honest. You probably get you know, more help going out into to a local dealer and getting the, the, what they get at trade. You probably get the same deal as you would so I think what a lot of stuff is, a lot of it's bullshit. So um, it looks like all this money's being put in and everything else. It's not. A lot of this stuff's being bankrolled actually by the people who uh, just fucking love motocross and love racing. So um, there we go. Geography question for you. Yes. Scandinavia. Yep. Isn't that included multiple countries? Yes. Okay, I thought so. Oh, yeah, um, we had this because we had the Latvia. Oh I thought Land- Latvia was in Scandinavia, didn't I? What have we said about you talking about geography well, on the show? Are you ready for the next question? Oh God. Um, Ronald McDonald Bangma. Oh yeah. Um, I've, yeah, I recognise that yeah, name. Uh, has a question, and I also was going to ask you this question earlier. Okay. Remember when I said can I ask you a question? We never actually got to it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So me and Ronald. Yeah. Actually, no. Ronald has this, and then I'll say mine. Ronald says Turkey is not a European country, so why would Ustream want to ride for European Championship there? Lewis asks. <laughs> Is Turkey a European country? Because I googled it and it was very confusing. I don't think it is in the EU. Well, I've just googled it again. Just no, it's not in the EU. Turkey, yeah. this is Wikipedia, Turkey is a nation straddling Eastern Europe and Western Asia. So if it's straddling, oh, it actually it says it's a country in the Middle East. Yeah. But it's... Yeah, it's not Europe. Straddling... And it's not part of the Eastern EU, Europe. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, then if that's the case, are we having EMX in future? Now it's a world <laughs> two-stroke title. Well, who WMA, actually, WMA, can, WMA, I, can w- I ask something? Who owns the rights to the world two-stroke title? Who is the world two-stroke champion? I don't know. Maybe I can enter. What a series that doesn't exist. Be fucking world champion. Um, so thanks for answering my question. Um, I mean, probably takes you know someone with a little bit more geography and, and world politics and knowledge than no. This. It clearly says a country in the Middle East. It's just the fact that it says it's straddling Eastern Europe and Western Asia. So okay. like. Just makes me wonder. Right. If technically, in some discussions, it, uh, but apparently, if you buy travel insurance and you click Europe, Turkey isn't included. To be honest, man, I don't think anybody <laughs> cares. So, can okay. we just move on to the next question? Yep. 
we'll discuss this privately, yeah? Yeah. Uh, Paul Chris on Twitter, or Chris Poole, Chris Poole. Um, said, how do you keep interest in the sport when even the most dedicated youths realise motocross is not a career choice due to lack of opportunities? I think is he asking why? Why do we want to do our job when even the youths who are coming up don't see it as a job, an I, opportunity? I, I think the whole thing is um, what? What do you do? Give up? Because that doesn't sound like a very like, what the youths? No, no, no. I mean, what do we do? Do we do, do all of us? Do we just because it's not right at the moment? We all know it's not fucking right. We know the British Championships not right. We know that people aren't earning any money to be able to do this as a profession in Britain. In Britain, but we fucking love it. We love the sport, but if we all gave up and we just said, oh, this is shit, let's all, if, if Jesus Christ, if you spend half an hour on Facebook with British people talking motocross, you will end up topping yourself. It's that fucking bad. So do you know what do you, what do? You do? do you give up? No, I'm, I'm, I'm not really that type of person who, who will give up. In, in, I think you just got to like ride the course. You got you to just carry on going in a direction. You've got to... It's our job in a way to, you know, why did I set up MX Vice in the first place? I set up MX Vice in the first place because I seen an opportunity that um, other magazines and, and other websites weren't able to support um, youth and amateur. We've just put um, £60,000 into British youth and amateur this year. You know, what? so what would happen if I, if I decided or you decided or whatever, fuck it. I'm never doing that. Well, I'm not doing it. We're not built that way. Oh. But what, what I'm saying is that if people like us didn't come along and actually love this sport and want to see it progress, then we wouldn't have found 60,000. We wouldn't have sold the business to, to 24 mechs and other stuff or whatever. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to create opportunities. We're trying to, to we, we believe that there's a future in motocross. We believe that um, from everything that we've seen, it's, it's not all doom and gloom. And I'm not being funny, but youths that give up who are coming up, if you're good enough, you're going to get supported. Most of the people who get to 19 and like, oh my God, I'm giving up. They're not even like, if you're 19 and you're, and you're in MXY2 in the British, you're, you're not being world champion. I'm not sure if I should be saying this. If it, should I stop? Yeah, no, no, no. But, but it's the same in every sport. You look at any sport, right? So you could be one of the best judo players in the world, right? So, so, so you could literally be one of the best at judo, okay? Yep. You're not going to make a career. You're not going to make a career out of judo. what I was saying. No, no, but what I'm saying is also you have to have some realism in, in what the, the, the top five in the world are paid very, very well. We know they're paid very, very well because we know what wages are on. Yeah. That's without outside sponsors and everything else. They're, making, they're set for life. Tommy Searle, set for life. Yeah? I don't know. I haven't seen his bank account. Well, yeah, just take it from me. Set for life. He's, he's good. You know, a lot of these riders are good. However, football is completely different. Football, when you look at football, football's the only sport where you can actually go and, um, you know, you can play for a, a third division tier team and, and bring home 20 grand a month, um, which is basically a yearly salary in one month. However, most of them are betting, gambling, shagging, and doing whatever else and fucking it all up. So what I'm saying is football is different. Rugby, a very big sport, still, they're not earning anywhere near what people earn in football. You look at Formula One, the top couple of pay, are paid quite well. The other people are paying. I, I just think that it is what it is. Like, and, and to be honest, it's, it's not going to change unless you are um, one of the best. Well, uh, yeah, exactly. And what I was saying was like, uh, Josh Gilbert did EMX 250 this year with support from Honda Europe because he was at that level where someone recognized talent. So then took him up forward. The people who were giving up and like putting on Facebook, like, oh my God, I've got no support. I'm having to give up. 
It's because they're not good enough to get support. Oh, harsh. Should I not have said that? What, what, how is that different to what I was saying before? Maybe let them down a little bit gently. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure what I'm allowed to say. Let, let's face it. But was, do you get what I'm saying? Do you agree with me? Yeah, but uh, I think you have to be a realist, right? I came through um, British schoolboys. I probably raced against Chris Paul. If, he's, if it's the Chris Paul what has got a brother called Stephen Paul, then they're probably from my area and I probably raced against him. There's probably a lot of Chris Pauls in the world. But I expect, but I was a fucking eighth or tenth place guy. Let's face it, I was never, ever going to go to the British Championship. I was never, ever going to do anything. Like, I almost feel like... And that's not me being a defeatist. I know I'm fucking good at my job. However, at motocross, I was just... I was never going to make a career out of motocross. I think I'm digging myself a hole here, but I feel like the 20th place person in MXY2 in the British wonders. Not the 20th... Like, someone in that area... Like, I feel like riders in that area, like, wonder why they're not getting support and everything. It's because that means nothing. Let, also, this is starting to turn Too into harsh. a rant as well, because the other thing as well is, why would you want to support somebody, right? So let me t- let's look at this, right? Why would you support Dean Wilson, this? Um, because he's a good rider, but additionally, he is also very good with social media, right. so if and you're a, he's got a presence in the industry. So if you're a business, okay, forget, what's, what's the result going to do? So, so hang on, if, say, say I get first in the British Championship, right? So if I get first in the British Championship, I'm going to be in DBR, Motorhead, Trans Motocross News. That's it. Um, and MX Vice. Yeah? Yeah. So you can have your results in MX Vice, right? What the fuck's that going to do for a business? But MX Vice would help. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is by winning a race now in the British Championship, it ends there. How are you promoting apart from... This is similar to why I said that... that Dean Wilson, right? Injured. But he's done the... the a couple of videos which he's dropped this year have been absolutely fucking huge. Picked up by Lab Bible, everything else. Steen Wilson is by far the biggest marketing opportunity currently in motocross. That's nothing to... He's been injured and Roxon, pretty much all the year. Similar, similarly, Roxon... I love that word when you say it. I can't say those words. Similarly. Similarly? Great, great point. Roxon. What is it, the first... Um, but, but, but what I'm saying... Roxon didn't disappear for tw- 10 months when he was injured. He was always in your face because... He kind of knows how to play the game. You've got to know how to play the game. Yeah. So, so uh, if anything, why would somebody want to invest in you? Are these kids coming up... Start with the why. No, <laughs> that's a great, no, great book and a great blog. Simon Sinek, start with a why. Um, wow, but, but let's I was go... just saying so funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, for instance, go back to... You build relationships with people, yeah? If, you're, if I was coming through and somebody said to me again, right, I'm a, I'm a 12-year-old kid. Right, a twelve-year-old kid. I didn't really fucking know about anything. I just went to school, done racing because I love racing and stuff like that. And I, how do I expect a twelve-year-old kid? But ha, like, this would be any advice to parents and stuff like that. Is okay. You want help with with getting your kid to the next step? Okay, you're about creating opportunities. Let me tell you something in life. No one's going to come along and give you opportunities. You've got to take it yourself. But in order to take it yourself, what you have to do is give yourself a platform. So what you need to do is you need to work on the social media. You need to show why a local business could actually get some positive promotion from, from working with you. I'm not sure. Bring, not... bring, build relationships with people and stuff out. What I'm saying is that one thing I've learned within business is, is building relationships, yeah? So if you want help with riding and you're coming up and coming through, you need to have a good foundation of people around you which are willing to support your dream and going forward, it's not someone's just not going to walk around and go, Here's a check for. I'm, I'm not sure if this is relevant, but when I started at MX Vice, I worked for free for two years, and that's why I'm now here. I could have quite easily on the first day gone, Fuck that, and I wouldn't be here. And we've had people in the past who 
we've kind of explained like you've got to kind of start off for free and prove yourself a little bit and that's how it works that's how i started and they just go no because they and then they just disappear and they never have another opportunity because you've got a i think that's kind of what you were saying on a different in a different walk of life yeah i i just think that play the game you got yeah make the most of what you got and try and swindle it into your um the way you should i i genuinely think dean wilson should be an example for every rider about the power of how you can make money not just through racing because basically what dean wilson's got is he's got a community and he's got uh influencers based around him which follow him if dean wilson wants to do a race team and wants to sell t-shirts i'm guessing he's sending a lot of t-shirts the, the audience love him the audience you know react to him and everything else I think kids coming up nowadays, you know, we've seen some, we've seen some unknown kids bring out, you know, vlogs getting 17,000 Kevin Hawkmo. There's no way anyone would even care about Kevin Hawkmo as far as like... Yeah, but there's an English kid who doesn't even race I know and people, he's got a YouTube channel. I know people who barely follow the sport but will talk to me about Kevin Hawkmo because of they watch his YouTube videos. Yeah, do something different. You've got, you've got to think differently. And this is my advice to any young up-and-coming rider that just don't think just these kids they're in tune with social media they use social media to communicate and everything else think of yourself just use these tools which are around you to actually Um, further and sorry and going back to colin's question i've just had an answer uh all uk teams buy their bikes so revo and all that lot oh wow I don't know if I get a discount or whatever but they don't get it for free i'm sure they get them discounted at trade probably yeah all uk teams buy their bikes Wow. So that's even Hitachi. I guess. Yeah, Hitachi buying their bikes. Yeah. Whew. It's difficult out there, you know? Um, the answer to the crystal is, fuck me. You know, it's difficult, but everything's difficult. And the whole thing is if, if we gave up, if we didn't believe in what we're doing in, in, in trying to take this forward, then... Uh, At the end of the day, the last month we've had 40 grand's worth of stuff stolen and I've been in hospital. 55. 55 and I've been in hospital. If there was a time to give up, it was now. <laughs> but we're here. <laughs> it's here. It's rough. It's rough, yeah. But, yeah, you're right. But we've if, even had it in the past where people have, we've had like bad spots. Yeah. Where we've, pre- I'm sure we've both thought about it, but we never say it out loud because we... Well, no, we talk amongst ourselves and we've had some, you know, like... This week we're making changes to the business to see how we can take the next step because we're, we're not, you we're can't not happy, stand still. We're not happy with MX Vice. MX Vice is not what, where we want it to be, you know. I, don't, I have nothing to do, know what else to do with that question, but what I'm saying is that... Uh, you were saying about taking opportunities, and I'm saying you don't stand still. You've got to... No. You've got to keep moving forward and looking for the next big thing and how to, yeah. how to market yourself and separate yourself from the others. So I, I would say to... First, we all do motocross because we freaking love it. The second thing is no, no one's going to give you anything in life. You've got to go out and, like, if you've you're got to a, go out and take it. If you're a, I don't understand. This confuses me sometimes. If you're a British rider on the verge of getting sponsors and make it, getting some free product and making a tiny bit of money or whatever, I don't understand why you wouldn't find us on Facebook, me personally, you personally, and be like, hi, uh, I need some help. I really want to push my, my brand. Uh, is there any way that you, like, you can do an interview with me or I can do a column? Because if someone messaged me and said... Do you know said, what? That's a bloody good point. If someone messaged me and said, can you do an interview with me? I would go, yeah, sure, no problem. Because like, if I've got 20 million riders to choose from to do interviews with. So I kind of have to randomly select. But if someone comes to me, it's kind of like they've singled themselves out from that 20 million. It's like, yeah, sure, because it's not... But, okay, to stop 20,000 people now emailing you with, can you interview me? Another thing what you need to do is, is think of some interesting things about why people will want to read um, that interview in the I first wanna, place. I want to tell my story on how 
I had my bike stolen at the beginning of the year, but we managed to go racing and now we need more support to continue. But I think it's quite a cool story. Brilliant. Or I was a 20th place guy, kind of went online, looked at some online tutorials, went on a coaching day. And now I'm a 12th place or guy. Even, even I'm, I'm 20th in MXY too, but I really want to push myself forward and try and improve. Bass. I can ask 15 questions on that. Yeah. So that's a little bit of advice, which is interestingly that we, we talk to, to so many people, yet so many people don't come to us. Yeah. That's, I, I feel like people maybe are scared because like at the end of the day, I, I could see it. If I was in that position, I'd be like, well, they've just done an interview of Hurling yesterday, so they're not going to care about me. But there's a spot for everyone. Exactly. And I don't know where we're going with this. Neither. But, I feel like uh, we stop. But eight, eight years ago, MX Vice was set up for... <laughs> Because there was an opportunity because people like, you know, the Tony Craigs and, and you know, at, at assignment, I think it was Ross Rutherford and, and people like that, they, and Ashley Wilde and stuff like that. These were the days when they, these guys were privateers, didn't have many opportunities, and no one really gave them a voice. So the whole idea was I used to go there with my iPad and uh, my phone, interview them, type it all up and everything else. And that's how MX5 started was trying to support the, the, the young and up-and-coming thing. However, I will say this, and I'll say it again, we didn't get accepted or supported by the British industry. And anybody wants to argue with that, I, I will. And we'll do a podcast on this another day. We had to go to MXGP. And when we went to MXGP um, and covered the GPs, that's when we, we got noticed. We had to invest in this to make it happen. I invested my own money to make this happen. But when we done that, that's when we got the support. So when we were just trying to make things work in, in Britain and really trying to push forward and trying to get people on board. Christ's sake, we even done our own free magazine. A free goddamn magazine. But that's a good example because trying to spot a way that you can separate yourself. We tried it and we stopped it, but we tried it. There's no harm in trying stuff. But also, I don't know what we're talking about. I don't know. We got off on some. What's the next question? We didn't even understand Chris's question yet. We managed to. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so hopefully there's some some points in there people can take um, away. Harry Leverett on yep. Twitter. Hi, said, Harry. Uh, do you guys think a British GP will be arranged for next year or is it 100% no? Uh, I think it's going to come back. There's a new calendar after the Nations, supposedly, like right after the Nations, and there's a lot of changes, and there's a couple of events on there, which I think, or I hear, that there could be a couple of exciting events on there. It's not 100% yes, but it's definitely not 100% no. Yeah, cool. Phil Malins asked... Malins? Malins. I think it's Malins. How do you do this? Um, what we has, even had a conversation with him yeah. in a pub. I was working in the pub. Well, you weren't even drinking. Phil Malin. Thanks for the pint as well, buddy. Said, uh, what has been the official attendance at each round this year? I've got this. And after the season, I'll be doing an article with the attendance from each round and little things like that. So you'll have to look at that. That'd be a nice stat sheet. The interesting thing we should say is they come up with these figures, not just on how many people individually come through. They add Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to to get, you know, 30,000 people turned up. So that was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, not how many unique people were at the event paid for a ticket. Uh, Phil G said, what's the feeling on China? Will it be the Majora of the Orient or just another turkey? I feel like just another turkey isn't getting enough. <laughs> only because you like it. What? Turkey. No, you're, you're only saying no that I'm you saying it because turkey. the riders say they like, the, they like it. Okay, so you and Paul the riders Ann, like the... T- Paul Ann said for weeks before, I'm looking forward to Turkey because I like that track and I like the race. Great. <laughs> it's just like I, I feel yeah. like it's getting a bad shake uh, but I don't I try, a, a bad shake no one's even seen a track map for China it's a, probably the most mysterious GP in a while so do you reckon they're going to turn up and there's going to be fuck all there no I think there will be something I've had an email about car parking so okay so there definitely is a track there yeah okay 
Um, car parking, as far as parking at the track, not it being in a car park. So call your joke. <laughs> um, little Chris Cam on. Yep. Hey, Chris. Uh, congratulations as well. She said yes. Who did? Chris is getting married. Oh, congrats. Yeah. See, I, see I, I didn't even watch the GP the weekend, but I know what's going on in our community. Okay. Uh, with the final GP coming up this week, who do you guys think has stood out in both MXGP and MX2? I think I touched on that. I think Tom Vial. Oh, yeah. Um, is my easily my fucking surprise of the year and just I didn't even see that coming I gotta be honest didn't even see it coming so I think Jeremy's progressed quite well and uh, I think Jonas is in, uh, in MXGP I would like to it's a shame that the forums dipped a little bit but um, up to a point especially in places like Portugal, was Tonus. So that was all positives from, for me for this year by both riders or I, uh, all those riders I uh yeah, Sue is a good one. I think because people gear, you're only, good, you're only as good as your last race, I think a lot of people will remember how good Coldenoff was from this year, yeah. even though it wasn't a whole year thing. Yeah. I think that will stick out in people's minds just because it was most recent. Like, who even remembers what happened at round four now? It's like I say, it was like another season. MX2, yeah, Vial, I guess. Moose Dyke is in that conversation. I haven't got the results in front of me because my laptop died. So no, I, I, I think those are the riders. Which I mean, I, I would I, even go as far as Prado because at the end of the day, he's been perfect. Yeah, I, I've never spoke to the guy, and I, I've, I've you know I've mentioned him a on a couple of podcast shows. But Maxime Renault, I don't know what he's like as a person or whatever, but he's been another guy who's impressed me, and he's still quite young. I think he's only twenty twenty one. Bassam was quite good before he got injured. Yeah, he did look good. Uh, yeah. Cool. Any more questions or is that it? No, a couple more. Uh, oh. Lee Williams said, have Standing Construct now got an absolute bargain in Glenn, in Glenn Goldenoff's two-year deal asking for a friend LP? You'll forget he's asked, as this is a running joke. Okay. Because of what I've been saying about Goldenoff. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what his previous question was, but this is a, this is a thing. And yeah, I guess I have. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, know, I know what he makes and it's not a bargain by a long shot. No. For, especially for a second-tier team. Yeah. It's not, he's made, he is made, he's, what he's not over delivering right now. He's doing what he's, he's paid delivering. To do. Yeah. yeah. Before before he was under delivering, which is what my yeah. uh, thing was. Yeah. Cool. Jan Bach said MXGP MXON in Assen. How many fans from the USA are going to be there to support Team USA? Do you know? I I just been that's work... a random question. <laughs> I didn't even hear the question because I was working out something. Oh. So. For all those kids out there... Oh, God, we're not going back to that question, are we? Yeah, because it's, it's kind of resonated on me a little bit. For all those kids out there, what you're working towards, um, don't give up on motocross and go to golf because no one likes golf. It's shit. Um, but what you've got to realise is Coldenoff's probably making the oh, same I, money this okay. year is what um, a normal person will take 25 years to, to, to work in. No. Yeah. Wait, wait, when you say a normal person, what salary I, are you I talking? Would, well, if I do that, you dickhead, I'll say exactly what no, it is. But what, what I'm saying is like, if you just said the average of 20 grand uh, a year for an average person working, yeah? Yeah. £20,000 20, is the average whatever. That, I, I would say around about Coldenoff's, um, you, know, you know, 20, 25 years for one season of, of just the average person. So there is money in motocross. Yeah. Yeah, Coldenoff's not the star of the sport. No. He's never going to be world champion. Yeah. Yeah, the question was... Yeah, sorry, question. Oh, what I was going to say on the back of that is should we explain our youth and amateur feature that we're starting? Or should we do that next week? Let's do that next week. Yeah, let's do that next week. Okay. We, got, we had a real cool day it. yesterday, by the way, everybody. So we're, we're, we're kind of buzzing. We ripped MX Vice apart, put it back together again, and what we're left with which something we're, we quite like. Yeah, we've even made plans and ideas for the end of 2020. So yeah. you won't see stuff immediately, but over the next year, there's changes. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jan Bach said, MXO and Asset, how many fans from the USA will be there to support Team USA? I feel like a few will because I feel like people are intri- like people are intrigued by the concept of Asset. And it's kind of a, if they're into kind of road bikes as well, it's kind of an yeah. iconic place. So I would say no more than. Oh, I wouldn't, 500. To, I wouldn't be able to put a number on it, but I'm sure there'll be quite a few there. Yeah, I would say no more than 500. I think, I think there's quite a passion for the Team USA this year because they've all made an effort and want to be there. Yeah. So I feel like fans are kind of behind them for that reason and yeah. some will go there, patriotism. There'll be like a million sat watching uh, on TV, but there'll be 500 which will be there in person, which I think that's another cool thing is I've been to 2007, I've been to Every Nation's bar 09. So I've, I've done all the traveling and everything and I've done it before MX Vice. Sat on the side with my uh, drinks trolley, uh, getting drunk with my cousin. One thing I will say is the guys from Europe, they, they, they travel. The guys in Europe where, this is not a slight on, on the Americans, but like if I was an American yeah, but that's and I was into Euro- motocross, I would travel. But that's because the Europeans have to travel. Yeah, but if, if the nations was in America every year, I would pay to go and watch it. Oh yeah, I would, but I wouldn't be able to afford it. But wh- that doesn't matter whether I'm from the UK or America or whatever. I love this event yeah, so but, much that I would I've paid every year to go. Yeah, but I would, but I wouldn't be able to afford it. So some people can, some people can't. Yeah, when I, I if I couldn't afford it, I'd just go and find a job to so that I could afford it. Oh, and just saying what it is like. I'd 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 put nations over going out on the piss for five weeks. I ain't going to get you a ticket to America. It would. <laughs> okay, you haven't seen how much I drink. Um, uh, <laughs> final two questions. Jamie Colebrook says, "Where's Max going and where's Tommy going?" Uh, Max is waiting to hear back from some things, but he's exploring options in America. Yep. And um, we expect Tommy to be on a British-only deal. Or a mix of races. We're not... Yeah. I wouldn't rule out seeing him as uh, still on a Kawasaki, maybe a, an ambassador, or uh, if he's going to ride for the UK, maybe... Oh, I don't know. It's, it's easy enough. A few different rumors we've heard and stuff like that. Nothing concrete, but... It, uh, yeah, I'd say it seems like at the moment the chances are he won't be on a full-time GP deal. Nah. Which is sad. No, nah, but I think he'll probably do the odd GP and I think he talked about maybe going to America for a couple of rounds and stuff yeah. like that. That's it. Cool. Right. Well, that I was, was, uh, I was a enjoying fucking this. emotional rollercoaster with this knobhead. I was enjoying this knobhead. podcast, but that... Uh, question that you went on with like exhausted me a little bit yeah i'm sorry about it. i'm gonna need to lie down as well and apologize to anybody who's who's got listened through that but the, this whole thing is something i'm just immensely passionate about which hopefully that's came across and it was positive i'm super positive about motocross i love motocross i don't think we should ever give up just because it's not right now doesn't mean it's not going to be right in the future in uh this whole thing is not about it's not about us right now if we seen how motocross was in the 80s now fucking great it was and it's on grandstand and and all that shit and there was 30,000 people at a British Championship and all that. Those days, those days are gone. But what we can do is the stuff what we're doing now is for our future generations of kids. The same as saving the environment is the things what we put in place for motocross now is not just about us. It's about our kids and our kids' kids. So never give up. Keep uh, it positive. End on a bit of breaking news. Okay. Uh, More. There's a pit bike of nations this year. Wow. I don't know if I was meant to say that because it doesn't look like breaking news. Okay, well, we'll leave it on there. Right, uh, say <laughs> bye, Lewis. <laughs> uh, bye. It's on Friday night. I don't know who teams are, though. I already knew the Pit Bike Nations is, is an event anyway, so... Wait, you're what? Not, not, it's not breaking news. Yeah, but this is, this is from Ustream. I've just got an email from Ustream. Okay, right, let's just finish okay. the show. Yep, bye. Let's go to the toilet. Bye. See you later. See you next week. Yeah, Max, This podcast is brought to you by 24MX, Europe's biggest online motocross store. There are hundreds of your favorite brands at discounted prices, so head over to 24MX.com to shop now. BMX5 Show.